Hey everyone, and welcome to Gameware Express. Today is Friday, October 18th, 2013, and I'm your host, Adam Arinder. We have a packed show today, and I think it's safe to say we're all pretty excited about this one. So we'll head and get right to it. Um, first, though, we need to introduce our new panelist. We have a new friend joining us. Uh, we kidnapped him all the way from uh, our friends over at Nerd Takeout. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus. But let's welcome uh, John Michael Carley. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, that's me, I'm John Michael Carley, by the way. That is his voice. Um, now John Michael, yes. we all had to get put on the spot. I put everybody on the spot last week, okay. so I have to put you on the spot now. I'm on the spot. I'm so, to introduce yourself, I need three things. Okay. When did you start playing games? Okay. How long have you been in the industry? Okay. And what's your favorite game? Uh, let's see. I started playing games... Two weeks ago. <laughs> um, so I'm not really qualified for this. <laughs> um, but really probably closer to... Um, I guess some of my earliest memories are, are actually playing Doom on the PC um, when I wasn't supposed to. Like, my dad had the game. Uh-oh. And uh, I, I wasn't... Like, he let me, but my mom wasn't too cool about it. But anyway, I would sneak onto the computer play Doom and, like, blow up demons and stuff. I I'm, guess I was probably, like, I don't know, maybe, like, four or so at the oh time. Oh, God. That makes know? me feel really <laughs> old. I don't know. I could be off on that, those numbers. That sounds about right. That, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, you were four. I was, like, 20. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're the same age. We are. Um, yeah. But I guess that's, um, I don't know, close to the starting point of my video game life. Uh, been in the industry, I guess. Uh, started working at Gameware, I don't know, like three years ago now. Okay. It's been a while. Feels like longer. It does. I don't it know. really feels does. like six years. But oh, it's it terrible. Does. Yeah. But yeah, been wheeling and dealing in video games for three years, <laughs> I guess now. Favorite game. That's. You all came up with a favorite game? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, it, come on. it's easy. Well, yeah. yeah. Barbie. <laughs> Barbie Horse Adventure. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone's Barbie Horse Adventure. Well, this is Barbie um, Supermodel on the Sega Genesis. Uh, we do have that over there on the shelf. In the box. Mm. Well, let's break that out. Why are we doing this? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess maybe. Um, I named two. If that makes you feel. Well, I, I'll, I'll go with I'll go with Ocarina of Time. Okay. okay. Uh, it's I a safe one. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's a, it's a good game. It, you know, that's where I don't know. I've never played it. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you probably won't enjoy it. I don't think you, so. I don't think you like Zelda <laughs> games old. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably probably that. Um, <laughs> okay. It brings me good feelings. I played through it like about once a year. So yeah. that's awesome. I played it for the first time last year on 3ds. It's so really don't good like on 3ds. Me for that, no, it's good on the 3ds. I liked it. You should play it on the 3ds. And I'm waiting for them to re-release Majora's Mask on 3ds. So I can go ahead and play through that. Yeah, whenever that happens. Right. So, uh, welcome to the show, John Michael. Thank Glad you. Glad you can have us. Thanks right. for coming. All right, no I'm leaving now, guys. See you later. <laughs> good talking to you. All right, now, since this is our Pokemon extravaganza, Pokemon X and Pokemon Y came out last week, and that's all we've been playing. John Michael, what's your favorite Pokemon? Like, Pokemon, like, out of all 700. What would you say your favorite? Sunkern. That's just the first thing to get. Oh my goodness, that's a good question. Put you on the spot again. I know. We all have to answer this? Yes. I mean, I have my... I know my answer. Right, but yes. This okay. for, our, for the rest of our introductions, this is our introduction. John Michael, is it your favorite Pokemon, Dunsparce? I do. Uh... <laughs> Can we I, I, warn... If you do, if you are not interested in Pokemon, you should probably just turn this thing off. Right <laughs> probably. Or just, like, skip ahead, like, 45 to, like, three hours, however long we're going to just ramble on about this. 
Um, <laughs> oh, Dunsparce is funny to me, but... Oh, there's so many good options. I want to say um, Blastoise has a special place in my heart. Um, he was, I, I remember that was like whenever I first got this game when I was like, I don't know, like 10. Pokemon Red. Yeah, exactly. Or did you get blue? Which no, it was red. It red, was red. Good choice. Um, no, I went with uh, Squirtle. First time ever playing the game. And uh, I don't know, Blastoise carried me through to the Elite Four and all the way past. So. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, moving right along, you've already heard him chime in a few times, but Stephen Martin's with us. Hey guys. Welcome. <laughs> What's your favorite Pokemon, buddy? Yeah, I, I've also been playing Pokemon since, <laughs> since the first game came out. But I was You're like twenty five. I was like <laughs> yeah, I think I was seventeen years oh, old. Okay. <laughs> but I still played it. Um, and there have been great Pokemon throughout the years, all inventive and original and charming and, and special. But, um, you know, lately, it seems like they've kind of given up. It seems like a lot of the newer Pokemon designs, it's like, well, this is, what is this? It's just like a chandelier or an ice cream cone? That's the best one. So, so my favorite Pokemon is hands down Garbodor. <laughs> Garbodor is literally a pile of garbage. They, this is the bottom of the barrel. There, there's no ideas left on the planet to make a Pokemon. So it is a pile, it is a six foot three 230-pound pile of garbage with rebar for arms. I want to see if I can bring up its Pokedex. So Garbodor is the best. Garbodor is the worst. Well, you know how you check trash cans in every Pokemon game just in case there's something in there. there Well, now there's an excuse. See, Garbodor was there the whole time. Garbodor just didn't know it. Has Garbodor ever popped out of a garbage can when you check it? Because that would be great. Wait till this generation. Uh (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) So Garbodor is the only right answer to this question. Because I, I don't know where you can go from that toxic waste. If they, if there's, Muck. is that li- that is literally toxic waste. Yes. He's sludge. So, sludge. Hands, you know, hats off to Nintendo for game freak. making me fall in love with a pile of garbage. A game freak, right? Here's so. a here's a winner of a Pokedex entry for Garbodor. Okay. Consuming garbage makes new kinds of poison gases and liquids inside their bodies. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, charming. <laughs> I just there's not enough Garbodor merchandise. I'd like to buy a plush or some kind of like a hoodie, life size hoodie. plush. Yeah, a he'd be as big foot. as you are, like he, literally we, as big. Yeah, as you we are. actually, me and Garbodor, we have the same stats. I guess you could say. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, six three, two hundred and thirty six. I see. I was right. <laughs> I told you. I knew. Yeah. So, yeah, me and Garbodor, we're, we're cool. This episode is just statistical, statistical. analysis on yeah, uh, pretty much <laughs> Pokemon. I'm just going to tell you all about your favorite Pokemon. Sorry if you don't like Pokemon. <clears throat> yeah, you jerks. Mm. Moving right along, Renee is here, Miss Renee Martin. Hello. What's yours? Do you like Garbodor too? Who do you all really right. like? All right, well, this would have to be, this is a really tough question because when you ask me who my favorite Pokemon is, are you asking me just in general who is my favorite Pokemon or who is my favorite Pokemon to use competitively? Why don't you answer both? Okay. Well, all-time favorite Pokemon, Raichu. Love him. So cute. It's the long tail, the curled ears, the big belly. <laughs> I love his fat belly. Um, competitively, um, I have to say Latias. Um, it's really good. Um, it's in the OU tier, the overused tier. Um, it's just a really good sponge for damage, and it knows recover. And just all around really powerful Pokemon that I love. 
to use, and she's so cute. She's really cute. I like Ferrothorn so. competitively. Oh, Ferrothorn is really good, mm-hmm. but y'all, yeah. I like Shuckle because <laughs> that bug rock. He's yeah. literally he has highest, highest defense, defense and, and yep. special defense. That's true. Of any Pokemon, so. And that is Miss Rachel McCauley. Hi. Rounding out the table. Yeah. So besides Shuckle. Oh. Who else do you like? Well, Shuckle's not like my favorite Pokemon. Arcanine is actually my favorite Pokemon, mm. even though he's doesn't have the best move set or the best stats. Hey, extreme or, speed. Extreme speed. Yeah, he's, he's legendary. One of the, he, he is legendary in all of our hearts. <laughs> um, but yeah, Arcanine's totally the best. He's super cute, and you know, even though he's not. I've never been able to really use him on a team ever because he just doesn't... There's so many fire types with secondary types that are beneficial to, to having them as part of a team, but Arcanine's just still my favorite. and That's why I had Pokemon Red growing up because you can catch your, catch your Growlithe and do that. So. Well, awesome. Oh, what? oh sorry. I was also going to say Tropius is second favorite. Second I didn't ask for second favorites. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. Tropius is a flying dinosaur, so with he's bananas. With bananas, so. so he's really great. Throwing that out there. Go ahead. Okay. Well, welcome everybody. I would say mine, but Renee already told it, said it. Mine is also Raichu yeah. for a lot of reasons. It had the same one atom. Yeah, dude. <laughs> she got there first. You got to pick Sorry. second best. Second Rick. best. Oh, that's why oh, is Raichu your best. favorite? Why is right? Honestly, is it the belly? Big soft belly. <laughs> I, I do like the, the long tail ears. with the lightning bolts on it, but I honestly can't remember why. I mean, I've always liked Raichu, and because I was thinking about that when I was coming up, how we're gonna do introductions this episode. I just really like Raichu. I always have, and I don't know what it was because you know Pikachu was always the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Raichu was never there except that one episode with Lieutenant Surge, and I don't think it was that episode. I just think I always liked Raichu. But my second favorite, along with the rest of the internet, apparently is Charizard. So. Well, hey, he's cool. It's a flying dragon, yeah. Yeah. even though he's not <laughs> a dragon. Come on, from the wrong hey, dragon, dragon. My finger quotes. Yeah, 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 he's not, but mm-hmm. sort of. But um, welcome everybody. Hopefully, uh, we don't talk too much about Pokemon. I hope we do. But I we, we are talk so way too much. About like Steven said, if you don't like Pokemon, you're not gonna like this episode. Well, why don't you ready. like Pokemon? That's, That's a good. Yeah, game. you should Send tell us, us an email. Yeah, <laughs> email. We'll make you like Pokemon. You're too cool to play Pokemon. That's a kids game. I know, right? But before we start. Something important to say. Uh-oh. We made it, guys. This is episode two of our podcast. Uh-oh. We're like the real deal now. Yeah, we're on iTunes yet? I don't Maybe, know. Soon, well, working on it. Star I need to call Wars, Tim Cook. <laughs> Yo, Tim Cook, listen to our podcast. Put us on. But thank y'all all for listening, too. If you listen to our first episode, we really appreciate the support. We've already gotten a lot of constructive feedback, and we're trying to work on it. We're just in my kitchen of my little condo. Don't tell them so. that. <laughs> we don't have our professional recording space yet, but we're working on it. This is the dining room. I'm, Not the kitchen. I'm sorry, we were in the dining room. Okay. So, we really appreciate y'all's support, and we'll keep this going as long as we can. This is our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Funding has run out. <laughs> so, in my notes, the next part I have is just Pokemon in all caps with an exclamation point. That's so, my notes, too. We have, I have a lot of talking points, and I'm sure everybody else does, but... To start, I just want to open up the table with what your initial thoughts are for the game. We've all we've all played it this past week, some further than others. That's me. But <laughs> John Michael has already beaten the game. So while keeping it as spoiler-free as possible, what uh, who wants to go first? Tell me about your first impressions. What you thought? I will tell you about my first impressions, okay. or my complete impressions, because I finished it. <laughs> sort of. Um, it's actually my favorite Pokemon game ever. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Even going back to... I know a lot of people like to have like this... like 
these rose tinted glasses for the first gen. But if you actually go back and put that game in your Game Boy, it's yeah. not good. No. It's just not. It's... Like, have you tried walking everywhere without being able to run or do anything or have like the sprites look horrible? Right. And your party look dumb. When it's... Go ahead. You know, no, no. In, in Generation One, like the thing is, is that like it starts you off so slow. Yeah. It's it's just this slow trans. Like it takes you a while to get to Pewter City. You go through the mm-hmm. entire Viridian Forest. You have like two Pokemon to catch. You know, it's 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 your standard bug, your standard bird, and your standard rat, and that's literally all you can do until you get to Pewter City, and then it's it's just it's so slow, and and nothing really happens. It's sluggish. It's no. You know. The big thing about me that I didn't realize about Gen One until I watched Rachel play it again is doing cut. Yeah. You had to press yeah. start, select your Pokemon, use move, hit cut, just to cut the tree. Yeah, exactly. I just... And that, that's to use the bike. That's to do anything. No. To use fly and start strength. Just so and much. No, Keep in mind, this, that was developed in, what, 1995? Well, sure, yeah. Well, yeah. right, of course. But, and, and, yeah. you know, uh, we, I guess we I guess my game. point being is, like, so many people, without even, like, playing through, like, newer generations, always be like, oh, well, I'm not playing those. Cause, right, Jim oh, was the best. Jim was the best. And again, it's just rose tinted glasses looking back because it, it was great at the time. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I mean, I wouldn't be playing these games today if that game wasn't good enough. It's your nostalgia um, glasses. But, um, I, I don't know. It's so you're telling me this game is better than Ruby and Sapphire? <laughs> yes. Is that possible? <laughs> oh my gosh. I liked Ruby and Sapphire. That's not um, my favorite game, but... Uh, that's probably a different discussion for a different day. Rachel getting and I get heated debates about Gen Three enough. So, but um, but yeah, Renee, do you like what were your first thoughts when you loaded it up? Um. Well, I'm only about nine hours in. Okay. And I have one badge. I could stop there. <laughs> um. No. 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 It's been good so far. Um. Certainly. Um. With black and white, or I guess I'd say around Diamond and Pearl and Soul Silver and Heart Gold, we found that just the battle system has begun to become a little sluggish. Um, it feels more like a chore whenever mm-hmm. you're going through your battles. Um, and I think Black and White and Black and White 2 definitely made it a little bit more dynamic, but this one certainly steps up and it feels like, while you're doing battle, it feels like Stadium, yeah. right, which I love. Yes, um, That's probably my favorite thing about the entire game. Yeah. Um, uh, of course, I have like complaints here and there, certainly about camera and just controlling the character um, and how slow it is. <laughs> but otherwise, um, I'm enjoying it. I do like a lot of the new Pokemon, and I like the new type. Um, I think fairy type's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, Can but- we talk a little bit about, if people don't know what that is, I'm sure everyone does, but just like what a second, what is that? What is Fairy type Pokemon. Right. Okay, yeah. um, so fairy type is the newest type that was just introduced in this game. Um, it's going to be very interesting because fairy type is compu- completely immune to dragon types, um, which is a pretty big deal because sure. it's certainly in competitive play as well. Because dragon types have pretty much ruled, you know, whatever tier that they're in. Do you think? They made it that way in response to dragon types just dominating the competitive Certainly. scene. Certainly, and you can tell that not just because they are immune to dragon, but because they're also resistant to fighting, which is another very uh, since last gen, and I guess I'd say Soul Silver Heart Gold a little bit. Um, black and white really stepped up for fighting types as well, and just having a resistance to fighting type is a huge deal. 
And not only um, is it immune to dragon, it's also strong against dragon, correct? That's right, yeah. So their attacks will be super effective against dragon types. Um, they are weak, however, to steel and poison, which is cool, because steel types themselves are mostly used for their typing. So whenever you send out a steel type, it's mostly because, oh, it resists poison, or, or oh, it resists this and that. Um, and certainly now you'll see steel types being a little bit more offensive, which is great because a lot of their attacks just aren't even used. You'll find competitive move sets for steel types where you won't even see a steel type move on them. You're just using it for the defense. You're just the using resistance. it for the resistances that it has. So this is going to be really interesting. Also the same for poison types. I mean, there just aren't a lot of poison types that stand out. Um, and certainly there are no poison type moves that really stand out. I mean, you won't really see like poison jab on anything but now you will now you certainly will um so it'll definitely it's going to be interesting also i mean i guess we'll be talking about mega pokemon later right. but um that's also going to be a very interesting little kink in the system of competitive play and i'm very interested to start that up again because i've been off of it for a while so before we get too much into the meta game, yes. <laughs> I'd like to point out and kind of bring this up. This is the first Pokemon game in 3D, both mm -hmm. polygonal 3D and isometric mm -hmm. 3D. Right. Well, kind of. Yeah, so well. you're no longer just going up, down, left, and right as you run in cities. You're going all eight directions using the circle pad, using the D-pad, and it's definitely weird. Yeah, it's all yeah. right, I guess. Because we've been used to so long just going those four ways, and now they've kind of opened the world up. But it's also the first game since it's the 3DS with the isometric 3D, kind of. Mm -hmm. Because while the 3D is there in battles, it's not there in the open world. Right. So when you go to towns, some of the viewpoints seem like they'd be good in 3D, but I don't know if the game just couldn't run with it or what it was, but there's absolutely no 3D in that, no 3D in horde battles, which we'll get to soon. It's strictly in one-on-one -on -one battles and even then the frame rate chugs so it's almost not even worth it but um so that's kind of a big deal what do y'all think like are y'all is the 3d impressive to y'all your wishes back to left and right and up and down and that's it or i go ahead oh no i was uh, i was just gonna say like i i like the 3d it it does chug a little bit sometimes on occasion but um, from what I've seen, like I never, I never turn my 3D slider all the way up. I, mm -hmm. I, I just don't because it hurts my eyes sometimes. But you know, even when I turn it on like halfway, like watching the evolution process is gorgeous to me. Um, even seeing things like if it's raining in a town or something, how that kind of comes out at you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's impressive, and and it kind of the the sprites are in quote unquote 3D. Like, it, it's sort of that, like, pre-rendering process that they do. So it's not necessarily that whenever you turn your 3D slider on, it is in, like, 3D, like, it, this is in front of this, but it the sprite appears to be 3D, even though it's, like, I guess 2D. Right. So. I, uh, I don't know. I, I forgot that I had a 3D slider until about <laughs> halfway through the game. I was like, oh, well, I wonder what this looks like if I, like, turn 3D on. And I was like, that's pretty cool. All right, I'm going to turn that off now, so. <laughs> Uh, it has no effect on my life whatsoever because I was not going to buy it for its 3D capabilities, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I turned on the 3D uh, during a battle and saw that uh, the frame rate 
kind of took a hit. And I was like, I'm <laughs> turning that off. It's, it's not worth it. And uh, and I thought it was weird that it was only only in 3D during, during certain parts of the game. But mm-hmm. uh, like most people, I probably you know don't really use the 3D that much. And then maybe they, I don't know, maybe they didn't worry about it because they were launching that with the 2DS system right. coming yeah. out the same day. So It's just interesting to me, Pokemon is easily the biggest game on the 3DS. Easily Nintendo's biggest handheld franchise. And it kind of shows the shift of they don't really care as about the 3D gimmick or whatever you call it in the 3DS, considering this game launched with barely any of that in there. Right. But um, another big thing, as Rachel kind of mentioned, were the Pokemon themselves in battle. They're no longer just those little pixelated sprites. They look more hand-drawn. They have more battle animation. It looks almost like Pokemon Stadium, like Renee said. Is that cell shading? Because, I mean, it looks cell shaded. It looks a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Little bit. I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan of cell shaded like mm-hmm. graphics. So, do uh, anybody else like how do, wow. how do you like it? Do you? I know I some purists are upset that it's not in sprites anymore and that it is more hand drawn. Well, those animation. people need to get over it because yeah. this is long needed. That's for sure. Because I don't know. I mean, to me, like the games were getting kind of stale just watching like like my my thing wiggle on the screen and like now the, the life bar goes down yeah. <laughs> like now I'm actually interested in watching battles right and the sprites are technically back um, whenever you go to the Pokedex you can sure. still see this tiny sprite mm-hmm. so I mean that's still mm-hmm. they still care about that um, certainly so a little bit of the best of both worlds yeah um uh-oh. and then um Another big thing that's new in this game is one-on-one battles, and even two-on-two battles introduced in Gen 3, aren't the cream of the crop anymore. Well, no, I guess last game there was triple battles, there right? Triple, triple battles. and rotation and battles rotation. were introduced rotation. in... Black and white. Yeah, black well, and now, if that wasn't enough battling for you, now a Pokemon just going to gang up on you, because now we have horde battles. Mm-hmm. So in the wild, you no longer just run into one or maybe two Pokemon. You get to run into, like, five. And you send your one little Pokemon out to fight them all. And I don't know about y'all, but at first it was interesting, but now as I keep playing through it, it gets, it's getting a little annoying. I, I find it kind of unnecessary. Yeah. Just kind of... Yeah, it's uh, too much. They they kind of sort of did that. Did they not do something similar to that in black and white, where it was... They had swarms, huh? They had swarms. I mean, so it's not, it's not quite the same, but it's still pretty like, much the same thing. Right, it's... There's yeah. not five on the screen at the same time. Right. To me, it's just frustrating because I ran into a horde of Nosepass. And since it's a rock Pokemon, it has the sturdy ability, oh, which yeah. means you can't one-hit it. Oh, so I, no. <laughs> I do my move, and then let alone I didn't beat them all one-hit, whatever. It's just the the words have to scroll every time. Nosepass is sturdy. Didn't let it die. Nosepass is sturdy. Mm-hmm. It survived. Like, every time, it's just like, okay, can I, like, hold R and make the text go faster? Like, when did I check my street te- passes? Did you change your text speed? Yeah, but it's still got to go okay, through all yeah. of them. It's okay. just, it's frustrating. And then you can't catch a Pokemon if there's five out there. You have to kill them That's all until they're the one. That's probably the most frustrating thing. Well, they did that in black and white. Because exactly. I, I do remember that you could do... Like, you would run into two wild Pokemon at a time, but it would be a double battle or mm-hmm. a triple battle as opposed to, like, a horde, which I guess it really only adds two more Pokemon there, but regardless, it's still kind of a pain. But at least with that, you have more than one Pokemon out, because unless you have a Pokemon that can wipe the whole field, right? they get to attack five times, and that Pokemon you threw out there is just going to take a beating. I found that problem, because Finnegan did not have any moves mm-hmm. that would that would hit multiple Pokemon at once. Yeah. It was just like, so I have to sit here and use Ember on all of these things, and I just don't want to sit there and do that. 
It's just really tedious. Yeah. I just run away from those battles. Yeah, I just run away from them. <laughs> At first, it was alright, because, like, I'm gonna get all this experience, but by the time I figured out which Pokemon could take but, the whole thing out, throw them in, they get hit five times, and then... But, but, like, all the Pokemon in the Horde battles are, like, significantly lower level, I've noticed. Like, yeah. they're at least five levels lower than right. the standard Pokemon, wild Pokemon that you find in that area, so it's, like, so it's not gonna get me really that much more experience anyway. That's true. So, it's just not even worth it to me. Because I also find, like, if I throw, threw my Frokey out and use Bubble, which hit everybody, mm-hmm. I guess maybe because the defensive stats are different, but sometimes it take them all out, sometimes it wouldn't take all of their health, and it was just yeah. kind of all over the place. And then it missed, so, so I don't know. I'm not too fond of the Horde battles right now. What about Sky Battles, Adam? Sky Battles? Mm-hmm. I run into one guy who does Sky Battle, one sky. but I'm using... I've got a Charmander, so I'm waiting for him to evolve into a Charizard. So I don't have a flying Pokemon, mm-hmm. so I didn't get a chance to do it. Did anybody else? Have you yeah. a sky battle? I did a sky battle. It was How a, was that? Explain that to me. It was oh. like battling with a bird in the air. <laughs> it, it yeah, was, like a, there wasn't anything cool you could yeah, do. It was, oh, so there's no real difference? It, no. just, it was like, okay, I had my Fletchinder, or whatever it's called. The, the Firebird, that's like the standard bird of this generation. Oh, Moltres. Oh. Yeah, Moltres. <laughs> yeah, so, so I had my Moltres. Um... My Fletchinder was like second in my party or something, but when I did the sky battle, it just sent him out automatically. So I guess it's whatever bird or yep. flying Pokemon you have that's like in your party, it just sent it out for me, which that was fine because I was using my experience share, so he was, you know, leveled up enough to actually battle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it really wasn't anything astounding compared to the rest of the battle systems like it was just like oh we're up in the air and we're battling like it was a difference of background and that's yep. it so yeah been unnecessary i haven't not encountered that <laughs> My, in the two and a half hours i played it. you know I, I like the game so far i'm just i'm incredibly disappointed that garbador wasn't a starter <laughs> Pokemon. I mean, they. I don't know which Pokemon I'm supposed to well, be using. I think he's going to be in the, the, the third installment. So we're going to have Pokemon X, Y, and G for Garbodor. He's going to follow you around he's like DLC. Pikachu. In this one. Well, I'll and pay whatever. DLC. Whatever they. So. Whatever they charge. Four Nintendo so. bucks. Sweet. Sign me up. So another another big new thing that I've spent way too much time and money on in this game that's never been done before is you can actually customize your character <laughs> I like that in this game no I like it too I've just spent too much money on Pokemon character clothes than I care yep. to admit because not only can you change their clothes and their style mm-hmm. you can also you know pick their face their hair color and all that is do you think that was a necessary addition to Pokemon does that make you happy it's was there it do you care necessary no is it welcomed yes it's, it's like in Animal Crossing when I get the salon finally after like forever and spending so much money a in, month and a half. you know, the retail shop or Tom Nook's shop and I'm, I unlock the salon. I'm like, I can change my hair. <laughs> it's great. I think it seems to be a new trend in a lot of games to just move to that like mm-hmm. character customization. Mm-hmm. So certainly Pokemon just moving along with the times and, yeah. you know. There, now there's character customization. I love it. I love being able yeah. to change my eye color with contacts and hair color. I think it's really cute. So I've got a little Nay avatar mm. that's just like me, and she's adorable. So I think it's big because this is the first time also there's been a worldwide release. Right. It came out all on Saturday the 12th to all the countries, yeah. and there's actually online, sort of. For you know, for Nintendo, it's a pretty good job. So I like the customer, char- customer characters. Custom. <laughs> character customization you, because it makes everybody individual for when we can all play together or see each other it's not just a bunch of yep. ash ketchups running around <laughs> right. on there 
You know, I actually have not spent any money on clothes yet, and I'm about 20 hours into that game. I think that her, like, my character's, like, first outfit that she starts with is the most adorable thing, so I don't even need to spend money. Have I can you go looked buy at Pokeballs. the other clothes? They're pretty cool. <laughs> I've looked at them, and, like, she has, like, a jean and shirt combination, which it's only okay. But each town has its own style set. I know. <laughs> Why are the guys talking about the clothes in the game? You guys have spent more money than I have, so. To clarify, you guys aren't spending real money. You're spending, oh, no. you're spending in-game money. Oh, just, you can do it with in-game money? Well, you can do either. You know, you can, if you want to use real money, you can. Just give me the money, and then I'll pick the clothes for you. But you're going no, to JCPenney's. I, I people might think that, oh, well, this Pokemon game, you can just spend real money to make it faster to get your clothes. But no, this no. it is in-game money. It is in-game. That you're, your Pokebox. What, what, is, what is the currency in the that world of Pokemon? I'm pretty sure it's a Pokebox. Is it, I think is it's, it's, it, a, a, it's Pokedollars. Something like a new paragraph, I think, is the... Uh, I don't it's, know it's what they call very it. very similar to <laughs> paragraphs. I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. The symbol's are very similar to Ian. So. I think that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. But they, they just call it. Do they call it money? I don't... They call it Pokedollars. I think I looked this up one day, but I'm not 100% sure. Don't Don't... Like, I'm quoting you on that. Yeah, I'm quoting you down. <laughs> be right. Okay. But until I got my amulet coin, I was like always running low on money. Yeah. I was buying Pokeballs. I was buying a new hat with my purple and gold pin. Like, <laughs> styling. See? That's funny. I'm the opposite. Like, yeah. I have so much money. Really? Yeah. I feel like I've got too much money. Oh, well. <laughs> well, if you, you want to send that money my way. I, I bought way too many great balls because I was like, oh, man, look at all these Pokemon. I'm going to catch them. I'm going to catch everything. Got to catch them all, right? That is the slogan of the game. Yeah. Everybody like all the new Pokemon? I like everything I've seen so far. I will say because Gen 3 and Gen 4, well, okay, you can argue any generation of Pokemon has their rough ones. Yeah. But Gen 3 and Gen 4 to me seem really uninspired. Because yeah. Gen 3, I mean, uh, the nose pass I ran to is literally a rock with a nose. And there are other Pokemon I didn't like in that generation. And Gen 4 was pretty much all evolutions of former Pokemon yeah, for the most part. Yeah, tacked on to old Pokemon. But so far I've seen a lot of the new ones and I am liking them. My only problem is I feel with so many Pokemon and so many years of the games under my belt... If I run into a Pikachu that I can fall into a Raichu, or I can have my Charmander to start, or I'm going to want to use those, because those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I don't want to use or like the new Pokemon, it's just I'm more comfortable with the ones that I'm more familiar with. And that's what I see I'm doing in this game a lot of. Well, I think that that was what made Black and White so good, was because they, they came up with, this is 151, or however many Pokemon it was, this is however many new, brand new, completely new Pokemon for you to catch, and the other ones were not available to you until after you beat the mm-hmm. Elite Four, which I think that was really, really smart of them to do. Mm-hmm. And I really liked Black and White for that reason. So, I like I like the new Pokemon. Each one I, pretty much each one I run into, I'm like, oh, I gotta catch that, and mm-hmm. I bet the evolution's cool. Um, it's fun to me trying to guess the type because yeah. you don't know what it is when you run into yeah. it. So you're like, oh, I wonder what that is. So you try to figure out what you can use mm-hmm. to beat it that's strong against it. Or well, I'm enjoying my grass goat. And my <laughs> fire lion. Uh, they're pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. I, I really like them. Uh, I've found, in the wild at least, running into the newer Pokemon's a little bit more difficult than running into mm-hmm. the older ones. Yeah. I find Caterp- Caterpie and Weedle easily, but I'm searching for any of the newer ones. It, it is a lot like that in your first four, since you only have your first badge. Well, not like even form. even moving on, like you yeah. know, trying to find the grass goat. It's like it was rare. I I had to go through so many other just 
generation Pokemon to just try and find him. So, I don't know. I've, I've found that throughout the whole game that I've played so far. Mm-hmm. It is starting to open up for me. Now I've got my... I mean, I only have two badges. I've played for 20 hours and I only have two badges. But it is starting to open up. I am starting to find more Pokemon that aren't Gen 1. Because at the beginning of the game, my team was all Gen 1 Pokemon and my Froakie. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I certainly hope that it does open up more. Now, I've been told that the storyline gets very good, but... My favorite Pokemon game actually is Black and White, and I like that the story continues in Black and White too, because my favorite thing about a Pokemon game has become the story, um, and the characters. And in this one, I've found that your little buddies that you're mm-hmm. kind of traveling around with—it's like, okay, here you are in this town, awesome. Uh, okay, uh, getting away from you. Oh, you're on this route as well. Oh, well, I guess we're gonna hang out on the route. Oh, you're in the next town. It's weird. I'm not. I just. I'm not a big fan of any of their personalities. I like the dancing kid, I guess, (laughs) but certainly like the neighbor who's like, "Come on, neighbor, let's go." And then the little girl who's just like really trying to attack. She's weird. She wants to attach herself to you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just. How is that character? When you're playing a girl avatar, because with me, it seems like she's totally trying to hit on the guy avatar yeah. the whole she time. She seems like she's hitting on me. Like, we were in the castle, and she was like, I'm so glad we get to watch fireworks together. And I was just like... She's like, we're going to make memories together. Yeah, like, <laughs> you invited yourself on this trip. <laughs> I was, I'm not fond of her right now. Yep. So, Stalker what boy. they're talking about, for again, those who don't know, is usually in your Pokemon game, you have your character, and then you always have your rival. Who always picks the star Pokemon that's strong against yours, and you're kind of competing with the entire way through. But in this game, you have four friends or rivals or whatever you want to call them. Two of them have the other two starters that you didn't start with, but the other two, I guess, you know, not far enough. They're just kind of there. They kind of pop up, and yeah. when you run by them in the field, a little speech bubble will pop up above them, saying mm-hmm. what they're saying. But they're just kind of, kind of there. Yeah. I don't really know why they exist right now, but maybe I'm just not far enough, or. Do they exist for a reason? Like, uh, without spoiling, I mean, can you say why? I mean, do they have any purpose in the story, John Michael? I mean, I guess they have a purpose, but I mean, they're not like you're not gonna find out that like the dancing dude has like you know <laughs> the power to save the world through <laughs> <laughs> dance. Like, Did you find it necessary drat. for them to have four friends running around with you, or would one or two suffice? No, I think one or two would have been just fine. Um, no, I know if I would. It'd spoil it if I said, but okay, no, yeah. it's it's no two would have been just fine. Do we lose one and have to like go on a side quest to save them and like earn uh, no, the power of love? It's not a Final Fantasy, <laughs> game, so that would that actually probably would have been better if like one of them had died or something. <laughs> just add some sort of drama to it, like. That's how horrible Team Flare is. That like they'll kill one of your friends. I would play that game. I would play that game. Like they just stop using Pokemon and they just straight up like shoot a kid. (laughs) And like, so we'll rewind a little bit from that. Team, we do have our new team of baddies. It's basically Team Rocket. It is Team Flare, but I love them. Why do you love them? Because like when I the first grunt I ran into in that underground cave just straight up said, We're the only ones that need to be happy and we don't care about anyone else. (laughs) And I was just like, This team is sassy and I love them. And their outfits are pretty incredible. So gotta gotta love those outfits. They talk about their outfits a lot. They do talk about their outfits a lot. Is the only difference between the male and the female grunt the amount of like 
pigtails that come out, out of their head. Because like, the, the girls seem yes. to have two little fireballs coming out of their head, and the guys have one, <laughs> I that's, guess. That's pretty much the only difference They both there. wear full red suit and tie, but I haven't yeah. really noticed a difference between the two the two runs besides I, that. I, I like Team Flair. I mean, again, it's basically just Team Rocket over yeah. again, but with a new packaging. That's good. And it's not new... like black and white where they are just like had crazy dude leading them because they wanted to like mate with all the Pokemon and Francis <laughs> at the free or whatever <laughs> like, Ed wanted to do. Well, I'm not really not sure. That's not as bad as Team Galactic that wanted to like take all the Pokemon to space or whatever it was. That is a brilliant <laughs> idea. <laughs> Wait, why are we doing that? They, they, we should take them all in space. Okay. So <laughs> like a really good like science like. <laughs> Work on the script for that. I'm gonna, I'm already working on that. So, space Pokemon. After Rachel and I watched Gravity last night, I don't want to ever go to space. So we're not we're not taking the Pokemon space. No space. No no no. Quite well, <laughs> safe in space. But the uh, the new region, Parisian. this generation is pretty much Paris. Parisian inspired. Parisian inspired. So you go to places like Versailles, the big the big castle, and a lot of the shops and stuff remind you of Paris. And all the French influences, uh, and even some of the music. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What what do y'all what do y'all think of okay. that? First of all, on that note, I love the music in this game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best music uh, in any Pokemon game, as my humble opinion. Um, because, I don't know, it's just, it, it seems like they took the time to be like, this location is whimsical and we are going to make it that way and you're going to like it. Um, well, like, you know, so, and then you'll get to like, uh, I've gotten to like, you know, wintry places and it's more like, um, I don't know, the, the music. Is just perfect for this, in, in my opinion. But I don't know, maybe other people hate the music. No, I, I actually agree with you there, Jill Michael. I think the music is, um, I just like how it's, a lot of stuff like resembles classic Pokemon music. Like, you mm-hmm. know, obviously you have your Pokemon Center music and your, you know. But just that little but, bit of a twist. Right, to that keep little it bit fresh. of a French influence, like in the background, like maybe like the more, I guess, synthesized kind of background, like the way it, it kind of blurs together like that. It, it, it's keeping up with the time. There's, there's some, like, I just want to say there were locations in there where, like, I just wanted to set my DS down and just let the music play. Yeah. Because the music is just that good in some places. So. And unfortunately, um, I haven't been able to experience the music as much because my job requires me to drive a lot. Mm-hmm. But I've been riding with somebody this past week, and that's where I've been doing a lot of my playing. But I don't, I didn't bring my headphones, and I wasn't going to make them listen to it. But from what I've heard from the music, I do really like, and it saddens me that I can't listen to it all the time. I honestly haven't even noticed it, so okay. it's not a good thing, not a bad thing. No, I mean so. that's fine. That's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, let's see what else. Just start about. noticing it. That's yeah. right. <laughs> oh, okay, this is also new. So in yeah. a lot, a lot of new stuff. I know I keep bringing it up, but it's a lot of new stuff. Before, that's because it's a new game. Probably. Hmm. You started <laughs> out in Gen One. You walked all everywhere. Then you got your bike, and you can move faster. Then in Gen 3, you got your running shoes, so you could run a little faster, and then you got your bike. In this game, you could walk, you have your running shoes, you get your bike, and now there are roller skates that you get before the first gym leader. I want to hear y'all's opinions on the roller skates, because I have my own, but I, I want to hear y'all's first. Anything that can make me more radical, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be a fan of. Uh, although I do have to say, there is no helmet or elbow pads to be had whenever I have my roller blades. But, uh, as much as Nintendo cares about safety and like, time to take a break, you've been playing this for too long. Every other character with roller blades is wearing a helmet, except yeah, for my right. Anyway, I do like the uh, get around faster, so there's nothing wrong with that. 
Also, I, I mean, I already have issues with moving around in this game. Um, and the rollerblades help in some areas, but as I'm trying to rollerblade through the larger city, the, the camera's going crazy, and mm-hmm. I just... Oh, man, the camera. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, they're all right. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan. I mean... When I'm trying to move around a lot, because the rollerblades are mapped to the circle pad. If you just want to walk like a plebeian, it's mapped to the D-pad, which is lower down on the 3DS. In my hands, stretching my thumb down there, it isn't the most comfortable thing. And the rollerblades are good when you're on that long stretch of coast, Mm -hmm. or you're going through the big city and you just go straight. But otherwise, when you're walking around in tall grass, or trying to weave in and out of things, it's just kind of annoying. And I wish you could turn them off and not just have to use the D-pad to walk. Yeah. Uh, I, I spent forever, like, whenever I first got the rollerblades, like, because I wasn't used to it, and, and I kept just running into stuff and bumping into everything, and I just wasn't, you know, I was trying to go into buildings and hitting the side of the building, and so I tried to, like, forever, I did not realize that the D-pad was walk. So I, like, went into my items menu, and I was like, how do I turn these, you know, these things off? I don't want to use them. Because it's annoying, and I keep mm-hmm. running into stuff, but apparently I don't have a choice. And then, you know, Vaughn told me to use the D-pad, and I was like, oh, okay, this makes much more sense. And I've been using that since, unless, like, um, I, I think I'm toward, like, not like the second town, but like the second or third town, wherever you get your second gym badge, mm-hmm. how it's, like, it's kind of a curvy road, but mm-hmm. if you follow the road, it's actually not bad. Right. Um. Plus, if you, like, kind of only slightly hold down the circle pad, they, like, do this, like, zigzag. It's pretty cute. <laughs> you can do tricks on your... So, you can, you can do tricks on your rollerblades, and that's awesome kind of cool, I guess. You can jump on a rail and grind down it to get yeah. to special areas. That's pretty pretty great, I guess. So, Renee, what is it about the camera you don't like? I found, especially in the city, that I'll have problems with it. Okay, Lumiosa it's, like, right city. behind me, but it's like, okay, I want to see what's to the right now. And yeah. it's just a chore to get it to move over. I had, know, that, it, I had that problem in black and white with the, whatever fake New York City was called, yeah. which is kind of what this is. Lumiosa Lumiosa City is pretty much yep. Paris. It's the big central hub city. That... Yeah. I forgot the name of the city. Castilia. I think it's yeah, Castilia. Over black and white. Something. Yeah. It's just... Most Pokemon cities and towns we're used to is just top down. Here's the city. Here are the buildings. But this one, it brings you down like street level, and you're running through the streets, and it's just. I kind of prefer the top down. Well, honestly, yeah. But, yeah, but it's one of those things. Uh, I don't know how they would have done it top down for this exactly. city. Right. Precisely. Um, but that doesn't make it better. Whenever I'm trying to like find this shop, and I'm like, I don't know where I am, and I can't. Yeah. It's not like this part looks drastically different from this part of the city. So. I guess they're trying to show the grand scale of like how large the city is. And they, to they, you. they pull it off because I get lost pretty easy. So. <laughs> right. I also have noticed like, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this too. Maybe you guys can tell me, but like occasionally, like the camera will just switch to being directly behind me when I, like, I'll be in the Pokemon Center and sometimes it'll be above me, sometimes it'll be behind me, and I don't know what prompts it to do that. I think it's usually um. Like, right when you're in front of, like, a shop or something, mm-hmm. it was when it swaps down to right. in front of but you so you like can, like, see I'm, the entrance or, I don't know. It's I whenever to, I go to get my Pokemon healed. And I'm just like, why is this switching so much? It shouldn't be doing that. Random camera cut right on Nurse Joy yeah. or right oh, to the oh, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've noticed a couple random. other things with the camera, like, during battle, especially when I throw Pokeballs. Um, but maybe this is just, like, one of those QA tester things that I can't turn off. But I'll notice, like, she'll go to throw the Pokeball, and then it'll, like, kind of cut 
back to like where her arm was and then it'll cut to the Pokemon. It's only happened to me a couple times. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm maybe sure. it's just one of those I things. I think it's one of those noticed. things where like the camera was like going to be panning at the time yeah. and you got it like just the moments where it was... Right. No, I, I don't blame them for that at all. Just, it's probably just one of those things that I notice because, you know, mm-hmm. I can't turn it off. <laughs> That's true. And then... One last thing I've written down that's definitely different that I actually sort of have a problem with is the way experience is split in this game. It's It definitely makes it easier. I think that's why they did it, which is fine. I'm just the type of crazy person who plays my Pokemon very methodically, mm-hmm. where I have to have all my Pokemon the same level, and I can't go forward until everybody's level 20 or whatever. But now, before when you ran to a Pokemon, say it gave you 100 experience, if you threw your Pokemon out first pulled him out and threw someone else in there they split that experience 50 50 mm-hmm. now if you pull someone out and someone else back in they both get 100 mm-hmm. experience it's no longer split so you can throw everybody out there and they can all get the same amount of experience points yeah. mm-hmm. which isn't terrible but then right at the beginning of the game right after you get the first badge they give you the experience share but you no longer just share that with one pokemon they split the experience 50 50 now all of your pokemon get experience which is good because it's an easier way to train everybody, but to me it feels a little cheap. Um, well, well, in, in Generation 1, which you know a lot of people, again, like you were saying earlier, have like mm-hmm. those nostalgia glasses for, a, like Generation 1 had the experience all. There was no experience share in Generation 1. The experience all gave a percentage of that experience to all of the Pokemon that you had in your party at the time. And while it wasn't 100% like this game is, it's still reverting back to what that used to be. Which, in my opinion, if you have 700 Pokemon and, like, you want to be able to train your old ones that you loved and the new ones that, you know, you want to find out what's good about them and explore those, like, it it gives you the opportunity to have that wide range of, of, you know, and, and it's... Like I said, like, you and I are both 20 hours in, and we both have two gym badges. There's so many Pokemon to catch and so much time to sit there and level grind. But, you know, if you've got 700-plus Pokemon to do that with, then that's just more time when you could be playing the game. And I agree, would agree with you if they gave you that experience share after you beat the Elite Four, where any post-game stuff, where if you wanted to, you had your main team you used to beat the game, and then you want to start training up those other Pokemon, maybe for competition or just to do that would make that a lot easier but i feel since some pokemon level faster than others i'm not even using two of my pokemon they're just keeping up level wise with that and to me that's not as fun and i know i could turn it off and i did for a while but after i got my second badge and i realized all the pokemon in the wild were already stronger than me and i'd played it for 16 hours at that point since they gave it to you so early in the game obviously it was meant to be used so i just turned it on but i'm still not the biggest the biggest fan of it well, I think the reason they give it to you so early in the game is because they they don't want you to necessarily only train Pokemon after the fact for competitive play. They want you to train these Pokemon so you can progress through the story and progress through the game. And, and like, let's say I'm, I really love the Grass Goat, mm-hmm. but then later on I catch the Steel Fairy Key Pokemon, and I really, really, really like that. So I want to switch this out for that, but I have to spend all this time training it. And, and it gives, I don't know, it just kind of gives you the opportunity, like, throughout the entirety of the game, from start to finish, for you to be like, okay, I want this one, this one, this one, and this one, and then you can change it up, and then progress to the story that way, and let's say you want to beat the Elite Four with a wide variety of Pokemon, not necessarily the ones that you spent all that time on. But to me, that's part of the challenge of the Pokemon game. It's, maybe, I guess some people don't like level grinding. I find it, like, soothing, and I'm weird. But to me, that's part of the challenge. If you get that Pokemon, you want to sit there and train it, and that makes it more of a 
intimate level with that Pokemon, I guess. I will say um, that later on, you know, regardless of your opinion on it, um, that later on, in-game, it seems to me, um, I could be remembering wrong, but it seems to me that, like, levels are much higher uh, in-game in this one than they have been in previous ones. So it does kind of help okay. later on in the game whenever um, you really do need your Pokemon to all be pretty high level to, like, you know, get through the Elite Four and after. So, and that helps. Okay. That's pretty much everything I've written down. Um, oh, I'm so sick of talking about Pokemon. God. <laughs> Is that what we were talking about the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> what I think we'll do, we'll take our first break, and when we come back, I see Renee has a lot of notes written down because she plays Pokemon more competitively than we do. So I figure I'll let you dive into that. And yeah. we'll Exciting world. <laughs> educate us some on, on competitive Pokemon play and how the changes of Gen 6 come to effect. So we'll, uh, we'll take our first break and we'll be right back. something new that I did not even know in this game. Mm-hmm. I need more information. Pokemon Bank. What is this? Please tell me. Anyone want to feel Yeah. Well, um, since I'm the Pokemon expert, <laughs> Pokemon Bank is a service that you pay for $5 a year. Nintendo has found a way to monetize Pokemon safety. So they will back your Pokemon to the, to the ever-growing cloud... And it will be permanently stored as long as you keep paying five dollars a year, and then you can access that. You can you can bring them in from the cloud. You can pop them back up there. So if you lose your your game or your system, you know you'll still have your 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 Pokemon saved and, and stored. So I can't transfer games from 3ds to 3ds if I lose it, but I can transfer my Pokemon and save them if I were to lose my. Pokemon. I think it's one way. Like you'll download okay. the app on 3ds, and then anything from your DS Pokemon game. 3DS or DS. Uh, I think it's pretty sure it's DS. You can put your DS game. Yeah, your DS game. So your Pokemon from your DS game. Okay. Upload that to the cloud. Move that to the 3DS game. Uh, and then, yeah. So, so, so just... no more playing like the Safari game or like the launch the Pokeball. Correct. So this is an easier way to transmit your Pokemon from Black and White or from Diamond, I mean, uh, Diamond and Pearl too. Yeah, it should be any DS. Any DS. Yeah. So fourth gen up. So yeah. I just got to get them on a fourth gen and then I can just... So theoretically, hey, could, couldn't you take your Game Boy Advance Pokemon, pull them yes. over to the DS yes. Pokemon, mm-hmm. upload it to the cloud, and then bring that into the, the new Pokemon for five bucks a year? Oh, yeah, you, what a steal. I, I spend more money on a cup of coffee every day. So I guess theoretically, you could just do this. I love coffee. <laughs> you could just do this once and get all your stuff out in that one year. Yeah, you you'll screw the system. It's also, know? I believe it's free for 30 days until the end of the year. Well, that's all the time I need. Yes. I guess so, if, since it's new and you can just get them all up in there. Okay. I get it all soon. Sorry, I just... Pokemon that was new game. to me. I didn't know you were literally... Because I know we talked about earlier those in-game currency. I didn't know way, if they did find a way yeah. to monetize Pokemon. Oh, they did. Okay, <laughs> so what I promise when we come back, Renee has copious notes, and she's about to educate us on competitive Pokemon. Yes. And what, uh, what, what changes are in the sixth generation? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I just wanted to do a quick rundown of how you train a Pokemon for competitive play. Great. Um, so, every Pokemon has um, 
this number called, well, not really a number, but you have 510 EVs attached to each Pokemon. I think it's like extra values or something Effort like that. Value. Extra value. values, yes. Um, and each stat, um, those EVs are attached to different stats, and each stat can have a maximum of 255. Um, so if you do the math, one stat point is for four EV points. So you can have plus 63 to any affected stat, you know, with the maximum of the 255. Like attack, defense, those kind of stats? Yes. Okay. So, and also, you know, the items um, like HP up and protein, iron, calcium, zinc, carbos, give you 10 EVs. Um, and fighting each Pokemon will give you different amounts of EV points. Just for example, um, I think EV training in black and white was really easy. And I don't know, I, I haven't really done a lot of research on where the best spots are going to be in this game. But, um, for example, if you play black and white and you walk right into Route 1, all you'll run into are Lillipups and Pat Rats. Well, luckily, Lillipups and Pat Rats will give you 1 plus 1 EV point to attack. So, you could just fight a whole bunch of Lillipups and Pat Rats and you can max out your EV score towards attack by just fighting those. Um, there are other items that help you whenever you're doing EV training because it, I mean, it, there's a lot of numbers involved and it sounds really complicated. <laughs> and it is wherever you first get started, but as you get into it, the, the math just all comes naturally. Um, so... You, there are other items that will help you, like the power items. The Macho Brace will um, give you two extra EVs, I think, for each Pokemon that you fight um, towards whatever. You know, like if I fought a Lillipup and my Snivy was holding a Macho Brace, it would get three EV points because the Lillipup would give you one and then the Macho Brace would give you two extra. So, um, And you can reset them and they have, they have certain berries that are used to reset um, your EV points. So... Um, I mean, that's just basically how you do EV training. That's as pretty much as far as I go. There's also IVs, which are just randomly calculated. <laughs> uh, this is a little bit more complicated. But um, it basically will, depending on your IV point scores, um, it will depend upon like you know how much you will have at level 100. So like you might have... And this all goes into natures as well. It, like I said, it can get a little complicated, this game's but just um, for kids. oh yes, just for kids. So think I don't know. Things get complicated, but it is a lot of fun, and it's how you can maximize your Pokemon um, to be as strong as they can be, um, and <laughs> they want to be the very best, like like no Pokemon ever was. So um, I don't know. It's really cool, uh, and it's something interesting to get into. There are websites that can really help you. Getting into this, um, certainly Cerebi.net, which is Celebi's Japanese name, Cerebi, S-E-R-E-B-I-I.net, um, certainly helps. I mean, that's a great just resource for Pokemon in general. But if you're interested in competitive play, uh, Smogon.com is pretty much where you go to find the perfect move sets for all these Pokemon. Um, it'll give you, like, the perfect rundown. I mean, these people, they look at every move that each Pokemon has, and they put together different movesets based on counters for others and it's it's really cool and fun thing to get into um i know it, it sounds complicated due to like the ev training and what are ivs i, I didn't even really explain them very well but mm. <laughs> um it's a fun thing to get into now have you looked at the super training in this game i have not it is awesome Yay. 
it takes all that complicated stuff and it's like uh you don't have to do that anymore really you just basically play a mini game to get your evs and that mini game's not actually bad so is that um, when you press l or r on the well it's like l like brings up your shield but usually you're like using the stylus and moving with the directional pad no i mean getting um, to it from because on, oh, yeah, on yeah, my yeah. bottom screen is yes, like player yes, surge and yes. then i go on to pokemon ami pokemon which, yeah, and about then you yet. also have your super training okay. uh, slot down there yes uh there's like a actually a fun sort of mini game um it's, it gets challenging too so you can actually ev train a lot easier Great. um so they have like one will give you like uh if you complete it you can get like four evs um and the next level gives you eight um so like you can get like 16 ev points in like a minute and a half so uh i I think it's going to be a very useful tool for like ev training and stuff like that cool oh now that i'm even thinking about this i wonder if i ever got my gengar back from you no i was actually just oh my god my baby gengar phantasma (laughs) oh i need to get get her back back. (laughs) i'll get it back to you you guys are nerds oh this podcast sucks go back to nerd takeout (laughs) i know First time I heard about EV training, my eyes crossed, and I just said nope. But if they're really making it that much easier, and... It really is. Like, with this new super training, I cannot express to you because I I, I did, like, I just started doing EV training a little while back. Um, and at first I was like, I don't understand this at all. And then I slowly understood it, and now I get it. Um, and, and now it's taken over your life? You're yeah, obsessed yeah. with it? Of course. <laughs> It's all I do every waking moment is I have a notebook full of EVs. Uh, but no, I, I really like the super training. Again, I think it's adds a different level to depth for the game. And mm-hmm. I guess if you were just like looking at this, you'd be like, why didn't my like stats go up instantly whenever I got eight HP points or something? Um, but if you really look at EV training, and the, the game sort of tries to explain it to you a little bit. But it's, really? Because I've never noticed it before. Or any of the games. Well, it, this is the first game it actually okay. makes, makes an attempt to explain effort values and stuff like that. Um, and it's, I think there's a cafe in like Lumiosa City that tries to tell you about it. But anyway, yeah. Um, so the meta game has finally invaded the actual game. Correct. Yes. Like I said, it can add up to 63 stat points to something. So it's the difference between having just 200 speed or 263 speed. Oh, wow. So okay. it certainly gives you the mm-hmm. edge. That definitely makes sense. By the way, my Greninja is super fast. <laughs> thanks to EV training. Was there anything else you want to talk about competitive play, Renee? Um, not really. Uh, I had a lot of fun in um, Heart Gold, Soul Silver whenever I started out doing this. And uh, certainly Black and White. I mostly, I didn't use my Pokemon a lot for competitions. I mean, we had a few at Gameware, of course. Right. But um, mostly used like these for battle subway because I can't see how getting as far in battle subway as I did with just regular Pokemon it's impossible mm-hmm. uh, you really have to have like perfect EV trained Pokemon so that's like to... serious training like mm-hmm. you better yeah. balls to the wall you better have your Pokemon set especially whenever I mean the computer is comp- is competing against you and it's un- like being unfair <laughs> <laughs> having this edge totally helps because <laughs> i've never done battle subway or battle frontier or any of that i've always just, i've always just competed against the idiot you know whatever team grunts with like their rattata or their zubat that i wiped the floor with yeah, so that's totally i mean it just the replay value of these games i mean i still go back to soul silver and play the battle factory oh, which wow. is just oh, i love the battle factory so is, much fun so is that what the battle chateau i've run across yes. in this game is well, i saw it i didn't go in it well but, or is there another no one? it's 
something at the end of this game. Okay. Like, they have a, a thing, and I started on it today, actually, and... Um, I'm, like the first like 11 or so people and then I had to stop because I was like I'm just I'm winning too easily right now <laughs> so I'm obviously I'm it will get harder but it oh, was too was monotonous me? for a while because I would just like shoot flamethrower and everything would just die I'm like well okay so uh, but yeah it is they do have that added competitive one player level to it in the game as well still Gotcha. And then on top of the training thing you were talking about on the bottom screen, there's also something new. Pokemon on me. Pokemon on me. I know Rachel's been messing around with that a lot. I have not touched oh. it, but <laughs> Rachel, tell us what Pokemon on me is. I love Pokemon on me. Pokemon on me is a way for you to basically you your you know first Pokemon in your party. Not even that. Just whichever Pokemon you decide to choose in your party, you can put them into this kind of like little decorated area. And you can take out your stylus and pet them and hear them squeal. And it's super <laughs> cute. Put my Eevee in there um, because I wanted a Sylveon, which uh, in order to get a Sylveon, which is the newest evolution in this game, it's all fairy type. Um, in order to get it, you have to have the highest affection score in Pokemon and Me. <laughs> so you have to sit there Spoiler and alert. pet it with the stylus until it loves you enough. Um is this like a Tamagotchi but with Pokemon? Uh, you know, actually, yeah, kind of. Like, I, actually, there, yes, it is. Well, <laughs> you know, fun fact, there were actually Tamagotchi-style Pokemon. You know, they were the Pokemon Mini or the Pocket Pikachu that came mm-hmm. out, you mm-hmm. know, in the later, early, or mid-90s. Um, those are really hard to come by now. Nowadays, they you are. can't find There's them at all. It's, it's basically just a Pokemon Tamagotchi, but, you know. Anyway, that, was, that was a side tangent. What's, it, what's that? Do you have one of those? Actually, GameWare sold Japanese, uh, those little Japanese oh, Pokemon. Back really? in 99, we had we sold those, yeah. <gasps> Kids would come in, and they're like, I don't know what this is, but I want to buy it. <laughs> I would have bought so it. The, and we sold Japanese Pokemon cards. Oh, I'll tell you some God. stories about those cards. Oh, <laughs> I, um, uh, but day. I won't. Another day. Well, <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah. For more on Pokemon and me, it's... It's not just sitting there and petting your Pokemon. There is a rainbow in the background. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. no, um, if, if any of if any you know if anyone knows me as as well as I guess Adam does, it's it's that I love mini games. I love mm-hmm. them so much. It's like it blows my mind. Like when I first put in Pokemon Stadium as a kid, it like blew my mind that I had nine other games mm-hmm. attached <laughs> to this one game. And I thought it was so great. And I would sit there and play the, those Pokemon Stadium minigames for hours at a time. It's because they're better than the main it's game. It's because <laughs> they are better than the main game. But it like this game has minigames, you guys. It has three minigames that you can play. And the it has different degrees of, um, of difficulty. So it's not like you're sitting there playing like the same put these tiles in order puzzle over and over and over again. It does change. I am addicted to that game, by and, the way. And, <laughs> like, I love it so much. Because like, if I'm tired of level grinding, it's not like in older generations where I would just turn off my DS. I'll go play a minigame. And that, to me, also kind of increases the replay value because mm-hmm. it's like these minigames are actually fun. So so really, that's what your 20 hours has been doing. That's why you only have two bad. You just did Pokemon Ami for 15 of them. I've only played Pokemon Ami for 18 and a half hours. Playing glorified Flash games. <laughs> <laughs> but they're with my Pokemon. Exactly, that is true. Is there any other purpose to that? Like, why should I do that? Why should I care to about get Pokemon? A besides getting a Sylveon. Because why? it's adorable. Pokemon will like you. Can't I just 
use them a lot? Well, Isn't that how they liked me in the past? Yes. Pokemon kind of like dogs. They love you no matter what. <laughs> I mean, they're always going to be next yeah. to you. Especially well, you... dog Pokemon. Dog Pokemon. Dog type Pokemon. <laughs> they love you. How about a Growlithe. Furfru, everybody? Growlithe is the royal Pokemon. Furfru. 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 You can it change its hairstyle to change its typing. Yep. That's how that works. I was yeah. wondering why I had to go to that and salon. Stats, right? Interesting, but kind of unnecessary. I agree. Well, you can't have a game set in Paris without poodles running everywhere. Fair enough. But yeah, I love Pokemon and me. It's wonderful. Um, you can also, like, I put my Azuril in there because I wanted it to evolve into a Meryl, and I'm pretty sure sitting there and petting it with your stylus increases its happiness more <laughs> than just taking steps with it and leveling yeah. it up. So It's a more interesting way of actually, like, building affection. Right. Okay. You actually so it's not just like, give it a soothe bell or throw a luxury ball at it. That'll right, make it or right. you know, take it, it to your sister in the underground tunnel in gold and silver and mm. have them give it a haircut. Like the massages, the massages. It's, it's more. I guess a weird person went to like a Pokemon like masseuse school. <laughs> There she finds specialized. things on your Pokemon while yeah, she's massaging. Like, yeah. Here's a super potion. Like, <laughs> I did not notice that. Like, is it made of glue? Like, <laughs> Well, they, they have that episode in the anime in, in Pokemon where, like, the, they go to the town and Brock's, like, freaking out because, like, this girl's so good at Pokemon massage. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay, before this turns, yeah, let's before this turns yeah, X-rated, before, does anybody, Pokemon X and Y, anybody else have any other things they want to say? Any? Oh, Rachel? yeah, I, I, had, I had a couple things to say. Go I ahead. just, um, first and foremost, when I first picked up the game, like, graphically like it was beautiful to me you know I, I didn't want to like put it down you know the second I got it I was just like gung-ho ready to play this game and we sat down for like two hours straight and played it I think it was three and a half oh but... yeah it was like three and a half <laughs> well you know um I think that their attention to detail in this game was um I, I think it was it was very nice uh you know, even, like, if you're in a town and it's raining and you go into a battle while it's raining, the, the, the water droplets on the touchpad that are coming down, or if a sandstorm blows up, the sand is blowing across your touchpad. You know, if you're in a cave, the background, like, there's water dripping from the ceiling, like, just, just little tiny things. There's background ambience, which there was never that before in a Pokemon game. There's birds chirping in the background, wind blowing, things like that. I just really like that attention to detail because that's something that... While not necessary, they, they didn't have to do all that, but they did. And to me, that's like, that's awesome. I'm really, really glad that they did that. Um, yeah, that's that's really it. Like, the, the movement of the Pokemon in that Pokemon Stadium style, mm -hmm. to me, it's, it's just like... I, I've been waiting for them to do that for a very long time, and I'm really glad that they did. And the, the movement of... of even like, I, I battled on Onyx for the first time today, and the movement of the Onyx was everything that I would imagine and Onyx moving like. So I think that they did a very good job with that. Yeah, I definitely like how it's no longer, I used Tackle and the Pokemon just, the sprite slightly moves forward. And actually you see it moving towards it and it right. hits, or even stuff like Bite or Slash or anything. And I think looking at some of these Pokemon in their like 3D form, I mm -hmm. guess if you will, they look more interesting and more dynamic and more like, okay, that's I see what they were going for with this Pokemon. Rather than like some of their sprite forms, it's kind of like what I don't understand what this is supposed to be. Yeah, I like, can agree with that. Um, I, I think it really adds, and you can see as far as like size and things too. 
that it's just a I don't know it adds that new level that yeah. uh, I think we needed to see as far as Pokemon go that fresh coat of paint to make this generation seem correct right. yes exactly new and exciting mm-hmm. because I don't know about y'all but I feel like this generation is trying to pull back in the people our age the people mm-hmm. who grew up yeah. playing red and blue because there, there's so many Gen 1 Pokemon there's so many I feel callbacks to the first generation I mean slight spoiler but early in the game, you have to go find a polka flute to wake up a Snorlax who's, you know, blocking your path. Like, right. I, I feel like they're trying to pull us back in, and uh, they've got. They, I mean, I'm really liking it. Right. What? Um. I guess finished off Pokemon. Just, go oh. ahead. Oh no, I was I was also gonna say like uh, it's it's like you were saying earlier, John Michael. You know, um, and I was like butting my head in, but like the. Adam's right, this game is throwing a lot of callbacks to Generation 1, and a lot of people have their nostalgia glasses on and don't want to see how far Pokemon has come from that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've taken these big steps, but they're still paying tribute to what Pokemon used to be. It's all based on the same idea and the same thing, and it's, evol- it's evolved. Oh. Oh, oh, you could say this game's a mega evolution. Oh. From the first game. Anyway, that was a really bad pun. Um, I'm just gonna shut up the rest of the night. But yeah, I just, I just really think that it, a lot of people should give this game a chance because it's, it's blown my mind for the first, you know, 20 hours. <laughs> what, um, John Michael? You can't really answer this because okay. you've beaten the game. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll tweak the question for you. But you'll ask me anyway. Everyone else, what do you hope to see going forward with this game? What I mean, we were all we're all pretty early, in except for John Michael. What what do you want to see? What are you excited for, or expecting to come in your respective version of the game? You know, if they just bring back secret bases, I will be the <laughs> happiest person on the planet. I, I realize that secret bases are just this pointless little thing. And, you know, it was just silly to have, like, I can decorate my space, and I can go to your space, and we can have a battle and slide on the slide. And I understand that that's kind of stupid, (laughs) but I really, really like it. Um, I also really liked, actually really liked the Gen 3 contest system, because they didn't throw it in your face. Like, I feel like they did in Generation 4 and 5, that might not be y'all's opinion, but I just felt like it was very obtrusive. That's why I stopped playing Black and White too. I got to the TV station yeah. and I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to play yeah, this anymore I, and just stopped. That's why I really liked it in Gen 3 is because like it was there. You didn't have to do it, but if you wanted to, it was still there. So I'd like to see like, because you know, contests were kind of fun. My Blaziken had all these ribbons and I was like, look at all the ribbons I can get. So it'd be nice if they if they had something similar to, to that. And I think they do have like a studio or some sort of TV studio in the big city, but I haven't really well, looked too much into it. It's not the same thing. It's not okay. No, you have you can you have your trainer PR video or something oh. like that. It like introduces you as a trainer, which is okay, I guess. It's, yeah, it's something new. Like I said, um, I guess. I'm but just... they do it to, to the. I guess the equivalent of that in this game is um, they have like these restaurants, mm. and um, there's like challenges to where you have to win the match in a certain amount of moves given. So it's instead of like you can't win in like one move. That's the the yeah I did that in the big city. yeah. So you have to like it'll be like you know like four moves. So yeah. you have to it, like you know draw out the battle or okay. finish it in four moves. So it's, it's I interesting, see. I guess. But. That's pretty okay. cool. I just you know I, I guess I'm just gushing a little bit on Gen three, um, just because I, I you know while Gen three had its flaws, I do agree that they did get a couple things right. So I'm just gushing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I 
Okay. Um, <laughs> what to say? What do I hope to see out of this game as I continue to play it is just um, a better storyline, and I've been promised um, mm-hmm. that it's going to get better. So, because so far my favorite I have played was Black and White, and I did find you know in Black and White too you do have the television studio. I really did enjoy it, but I can see how. It would be, it's just thrown in your face and it's a little complicated. If you're not entirely interested in it, it's going to seem very pointless. But in black and white, you had the musical, which was just off to the side and you could miss it. And I loved that though. Yeah. And it, I mean, you could just completely miss it. And it's, there's nothing too, you know, complex about it. It's very simple. It's just dress up your Pokemon, watch them dance around. Um, But it it was cute. Um, Like I said, black and white was just my favorite. I, Really love the story and I love the characters, so I'm just hoping that this one will do the same. Um, I have found that this one reminds me of Gen 3 as I continue through it a lot. And Gen 3 is my least favorite, but it's not a bad game. It's definitely not a bad game. I do love Secret Bases. I hope that they bring that back someday. (laughs) But um, if there's one thing I didn't like about Gen 3, it was the backtracking. Um, Just the way that the map is set up. And having to go back to your father's gym eventually. You know, you're backtracking a lot in that game. Um, in this game, I can see that there, that there might be a little bit of backtracking because you're going back to the big city. And To be fair, a lot of that was blocked off for yeah, whatever exactly. reason. So. But as I'm going through an area, I guess while you are very particular about leveling up your Pokemon, I'm very particular about talking to every person mm-hmm. in every area at one time. Mm-hmm. And then if you throw me back into an area that I've already been to, well, I remember talking to these people, but oh, oh, I already talked to everybody in this building. I did talk to everybody in this building. Oh, apparently not. You know, so it's it's trial and error that makes someone like me that I just have to talk to everyone at one time. You know, you can't just say, we placed a new person like in this one <laughs> big area where you've already talked to all these people. It's like, I don't remember who all I've talked to. So um, anyway, just what I'm trying to say is um, I hope for a deeper story as I continue to play the game, and I hope that whenever Z eventually comes out, that, you know, it will add a couple other new things, you know, mm-hmm. that they're just trying to build on in this one, because I can certainly see that they're trying to bring a lot of new stuff. It it honestly doesn't even feel like uh, a Pokemon game. It feels something like something completely new. So Good. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I it, it is good. Yeah, it is like, good. Yeah. Steven, what do you think? Well, I guess I'm your, I'm a casual Pokemon. I seem to pick them up every time they come out and play it for a couple of days and just forget. So um, I hope to just keep playing it. Okay. Maybe I'll actually play through an entire <laughs> Pokemon game. I doubt it. But it feels more like an RPG than an actual Pokemon game. The thing, so. okay, I, I like, I enjoy RPGs. The thing with Pokemon, in comparing it to other RPGs, Pokemon is slow. It is so yeah. slow. Mm-hmm. The battles slow. The conversations are slow. Everything about this game is slow. So. It's difficult for me as someone that's not as into Pokemon as a franchise as, as you guys to stick with it because it's so slow. And, it, it, and that's just the way it is. I have no yeah. problem with that. You know, it's just the way that it, it is. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of always been my stumbling block. Right, I can see that. Yeah. Sticking with it. So uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll stick with it. And, uh, maybe <laughs> I'll be the, the very best. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I don't know what my Poke potential is. <laughs> We'll, we have we'll, to ED train. We'll discover it, and, and I want to be friends with all the Pokemon. So. <laughs> and I, I, w- I will not quit until I find my Garbodor. That's it. I guarantee. 
And then, John Michael, since you've beaten the game, I'm going to tweak your question a little bit. And anyone else to chime in after that, definitely it's fine. Okay. What do you want to see going forward in the franchise? Like, what what did you see in this game that's inspired you, do you think, will go forward in a Z or even in the seventh generation? Well, um, so I'd really like, uh, again, the, the battle animations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I would like to see a little bit, like going in the future, this is just being a little bit nitpicky, but in the future, I, I would like to see more custom animations for each one. Like instead of like slash, again, it's still a, a prepackaged deal for each one. I would like to see my Pokemon actually, you know, like run up and like slash or do something like that, you know. Uh, but that, again, that might be like a, a little bit of a nitpick. I realize that's a. L- that actually is a lot to ask. To custom animate like over 700 Pokemon to be able to do these different move sets. Um, but I think it would be cool to see in the future. Uh, Rachel, oh, well, did you say something? Yeah, well, they, they kind of did that. I know you chose Froakie, but um, mm-hmm. with Finnegan's middle evolution, because Finnegan's evolutions have like this wand right. or this stick that they use to like do their psychic or their, you know, their fire mm-hmm. moves, and there is a custom animation for them. But I, you're absolutely right. right that like doing it for 700 Pokemon is, you know. I got the solution. We need to mocap real animals. <laughs> mo- mocap real animals fighting each other, and then just take that data in. All right, Michael Vick. Yeah, somebody, somebody get him on the case. Any, anybody else on that? I'm, I th- oh, oh uh, on on what? Just oh, uh, just I don't know if no, you have anything else. I'm looking forward saying. to the future. Or? Yeah. Well. I guess furthermore in the future, um, I really like visually where Pokemon is right now. I hope they stick with that. Um, uh, battle animations. I, there's nothing specifically I'm playing this game like, why isn't this in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess if we can, Adam, I would like to go back and talk about Mega Evolution. Yes, that is something that that's... I want to encounter that's new. Okay. The, the Mega Evolutions for me are at one time one of the coolest things Pokemon has added and one of the dumbest things Pokemon has ever added. Now... Explain to those at home okay. who don't know what a Mega Evolution so is. So for Mega Evolutions, we're not actually adding a fourth evolution to a Pokemon like Charizard or Blastoise or Venusaur. There's no next level to that. We're just adding like a version... 3.2 to that, if you will. So you get a device called uh, like a Mega Ring or something like that. I don't remember the proper name for it. Doesn't matter. You get these stones that you can put on specific Pokemon that the, this ring activates with. So, for instance, I got this, you know, Event Torchic, raise it up to a Blaziken, has a Blazikenite clever name I know. <laughs> um, so now I can use my Mega Ring to temporarily, only in battle, only once per battle, evolve my Blaziken into a Mega Blaziken. Now this affects stats as in it will either, uh, usually raises some stats and then possibly lowers others or it just depends on the Pokemon's Mega Evolution. Um, now, I've been using my Mega Blaziken because it can clear house instantly because it's overpowered and it's just not fair. Uh, but it's awesome nonetheless to just blast through the game with it. 
So, Mega Blaziken, I guess one of the dumbest things I don't like about this is how some of these Mega Evolutions look. Now, there are some cool ones, and there are some really, really, (laughs) really bad ones. I don't know how you take a Pokemon like Gyarados, one of the coolest looking Pokemon, and turn it into one of the dumbest looking things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, like, they just... I, I, it just uh, for one thing, it just looks like they just decided to add spikes to everything. <laughs> Go look at all the mega evolutions. You're like, put spikes on that. That's the mega evolution of that. That, that doesn't have enough spikes sticking out of it. That's now it's mega evolution. Well, have you seen Mega Pincer? It just because thing will eat your me- soul. Mega Pincer looks like it's going to devour my entire family. <laughs> <laughs> it's the scariest Pokemon I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you know, Pinsir is already pretty intimidating. Yeah. Did Pinsir really need this scary buff? <laughs> I, I, it's again, that's one of the, the levels of dumbness. I'm going to say it is. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's something cool to add to Pokemon. I guess um, competitively, I f- don't care. It's probably going to be banned anyway. Um, so. It, really doesn't matter but it's just fun to see like i guess the way i'm looking at it is new kind of spins on old pokemon mm-hmm. which is nice i guess and i'm sure you guys have some opinions on that i feel like mega evolutions for competitive play is just going to turn into like x factor like everyone yeah. hates it but everyone loves it and yeah. needs it at the same time yeah, you know like, um i think some pokemon that they gave these mega forms to they should have just given a second evolution like absol Absol, and mawile certainly and but then they gave it to the most these pokemon that don't need it gyarados lucario like all the the starters um it's just not i don't know i felt like it wasn't necessary but like you said Mm. i mean it's cool at the same time Mm. but certainly not necessary for all i wish they would have just given mawile a a good, solid evolution. Yeah. That's all There's I no want. reason why they couldn't they have. Did. I mean, Electivire, Magmortar, I mean, yeah. Weavile, Honchkrow. I would like to say, I think it's very unfair that Charizard gets a, a two Mega Evolutions, but none of the other first-gen stars yeah. get two That's Mega Evolutions. Charizard's the best. Well, well I mean, I just, regardless. Like, exactly. Come if you're on, gonna man. Give it, like, it's a one. You are you seriously going to be like, oh, guys, we're just going to play favorites, actually? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I know. I, Charizard is very cool, and his X Mega Evolution is very cool. I will not deny that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we couldn't have also had a super awesome, like, Blastoise or a super, uh, like, oh, well, the. Venusaur is pretty bad. So, like, <laughs> yeah. just a, a regular good one for Venusaur would have been fine. Acceptable. Yeah. Well, you know, I like Renee said, I am glad to see that some of these Pokemon that needed a buff are getting a buff. Like, okay, Absol kind of needed a little bit of a boost mm-hmm. there. Because I love Absol. I think he looks awesome. Yeah. But, again, he needed that, that evolution. extra. Yeah, he needed a little extra. But... <laughs> You know, a Pokemon like Blaziken, who's banned from competitive play, does he's not need a... Yeah, he's in Ubers. <laughs> he doesn't need a buff. Like, I just don't understand why, why Pokemon like... But he like does him. look cooler now. Well... Yeah. <laughs> That's I what guess. it's all about, because I'm 12 years old at heart. <laughs> I guess there's that. But yeah, I just... These, these Pokemon that are just so OP don't need buffs. The You know, like Mawile and Absol absolutely needed a buff, not... Blaziken or Charizard, in my opinion. Yeah, but again, I guess 
they did put enough out there (laughs) that for each his own so to speak i guess if they had it for like the like lesser pokemon and they didn't have it for the uber pokemon then people would be like all you know yeah, they would, up and be like well where's the uber tar you know they so definitely guess, would have done that so they so. definitely would have done that so i guess they just had to have all their bases covered mm-hmm. i really wanted to see a mega pidgeot but that didn't happen it had a longer and feather. you know pidgeot would, needed awesome. it i agree yeah. <laughs> is there a mega golem there should be a mega arcanine oh because golem. golem definitely needs one too. <laughs> the arcanine needs one yeah, there's plenty of. Mega. We should have been on that team, guys. <laughs> the Rapidash hasn't. Rapidash hasn't gotten anything. No. Like, oh. Rapidash nine tails. Yeah. Oh, nine tails has drought now. So ten tail. <laughs> exponential tails. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just grows exponentially. Anyway, the right. mega evolutions are things. Um, I don't know. Happy I think we could just make up things to talk about Pokemon. Yeah. That's all right. I think. Caught missing, no. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of our listeners, they might be happy that we just talked about Pokemon. For Maybe like all minutes, four of but, those guys. But people who don't like Pokemon, just still stick around. Because after the break, we'll, we'll go into our non-Pokemon discussion. We're going to talk about things, up. things slightly different than Pokemon. Maybe. Maybe. Slightly. Can I we mean, incorporate Pokemon themes into the things we talk about? Definitely. Okay. Are we not talking about Pokemon anymore? Is this the last, the, the final Pokemon countdown to the do, end? Do, do. <laughs> what you gotta say? Why? Okay, I just want to put this out there, and this is again just my opinion, and I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily share this opinion with me. Uh-oh. So I'm curious to see what you guys think. Is that a lot of people have been like, I'll ask them, I'll be like, Hey, did you guys get the new Pokemon game? And they'll be like, No, I'm waiting for it to come to my console. And while I just don't, I don't agree with that at, at all. While I do think that Pokemon looks pretty right now, and I, and I would love to see it on a big screen, and it would be so great to see it big, I like the idea that, like, I have a 10-minute break at work, so I can open my DS, level grind a little bit, or even beat a gym like I did today, close it, and then be on with the rest of my day. I really appreciate that about Pokemon. I can. It's literally called Pocket Monsters, mm-hmm. you guys. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't like that whole home console thing. No, I actually read an interview with. I guess it was the creator of Pokemon or someone on the Pokemon team saying that he doesn't really see it ever going to consoles because it kind of denies the the concept of what Pokemon's really about which is uh you know trading over like you know like on the go and like you're like realize that somebody else has this game and you can battle like in the middle of you know Walmart or something like that or you can trade and that goes back to that level of collecting and trading that you can't really do sitting at home right counterpoint to your thing because I believe I read a similar interview or the same one Mm -hmm. because he was saying he liked that well, I'm here, and you're across the table from me, and we have that personal one-on-one experience that we can battle yes. or trade. And I, that was a good excuse until they introduced online trading. Yeah. Because now that kind of defeats everything his purpose of of why he liked it to be handheld and one-on-one. So if that was his main argument against it, that's kind of been debunked. And why can't we have? I'm not arguing for right. No, because I, I devil's like, advocate. I'm yeah, right. I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. So why can't we have it on the big screen? Why can't I sit down? And watch it in glorious HD on my 50-inch TV with my Pokemon fighting. 
Um, I think the solution to that would be is if they were, and this is all on Nintendo's part and not having to do anything with Game Freak or the Pokemon Company, but I think if they were to make some way, like similar to the uh, the transfer pack on the mm-hmm. N64 or even the Super Game Boy, for you to be able to play your 3DS games on your Wii U mm-hmm. or somehow like that or be able to transfer that somehow to your television, I think that that would be a way for you know people to just stop saying, you know, just just griping about not having a console version of Pokemon because, you know, I just want to see it big and on my TV. Like, that's not necessarily what I feel is the point of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know, this this whole franchise came about because this man liked to collect bugs and he had this dream of people trading and collecting bugs with one another and taking it wherever, you know, they went with them. So, follow your dreams, kids. <laughs> Multi-million dollar franchise. Also, everyone begging for a Pokemon MMO, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Well, unless you want to play that, like, janky Pokemon (laughs) MMO. Oh, yeah. A proper one. All right, so here's my thing with having Pokemon on the big screen. um, That, going back to the Super Game Boy, (laughs) this is going to sound really depressing. But um, (laughs) whenever I was younger, I didn't have a lot of people to play games with. Especially whenever my brother went off to the Air Force, he was like... Kind of the last person I used to play games with. So I was very much just playing games by myself. And Pokemon was a game I played by myself. I never had the opportunity to trade with anyone. um, And I actually played it on Super Game Boy the most. Um, I would sit down and I'd put it in the Super Nintendo and the Super Game Boy. And I would play the heck out of it. And that's where I got most of my time, you know, with Pokemon. So um, a lot of my problems with this Pokemon, you know, with the camera and everything could be solved. I mean, if I just had a bigger screen, possibly I wouldn't be, you know, so like freaking out about it. And maybe, I mean, I don't have the 3DS XL, so, but if I had it on a television, I wouldn't mind. Um, But I certainly do agree. I do like having it on the go now and I have people to play with now. But when I was younger, I didn't, you know, I I did play it on the television. Um, so, and I, w- I would like to see it on the television one day, possibly. But <clears throat> for right now, I, I really do enjoy it on the, you know, portable system. And who knows? There's a lot of talk and speculation. Obviously, it's all just in people's brains. Like, the evolution of Nintendo's consoles. And next, we're not going to have a Nintendo home console and a handheld. They're going to be the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You can, like, hook it up to it or something. You play it on the go. They're kind of yes. doing that with the Wii U gamepad. So soon we might all have some crazy combination of what we really want. I would love that. Yeah. I would love it. I'm, I'm not saying that like if they were to make a home console Pokemon game that I would not buy it because I would absolutely buy it, you know, in a heartbeat. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, you know, it, it's not something that people should necessarily write off the DS versions for because it's not something that's even perceived in the near future. Exactly. And this game is still good. So everyone go out and play it. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for Pokemon forever. forever. No, I'm just kidding. We're never going to okay. talk about it again. Uh, no, we've had some great discussion. So we're actually going to take our second break now and come back on the other side with some news that might be Pokemon related. Steven might, might actually say something this time. You might hear Steven's voice in this podcast. <laughs> Maybe. So stick around. We'll be right back to, uh, to finish up.
to take it home. We don't have a lot of time left, so we're going to jump straight into news. Steven, what kind of news do we have going on this week? Not much. It's been a slow week. A lot of sales. <laughs> just like last week? Yeah, well, you know, it's just that time of the year leading up till the holidays. Mm-hmm. But a lot of sales numbers came out this week. NPD came out today. I don't really like talking about numbers too much. But Pokemon was, was popular and sold mm-hmm. 4 million units in two days. Wow. You can thank that to the world. First time it's ever launched worldwide in every Poke territory, I suppose. So <laughs> people seem to like Pokemon. I know we had a big turnout at our midnight release at Gameware last year. Yeah, Friday, we, so. we only announced it two days before yeah. the event, and we had a lot of fun. So a big thanks to everybody who came out to that. Definitely. Yeah. We, it was huge. So Microsoft did announce that they've now shipped 80 million Xbox 360s to retailers. That's a lot of systems. That's a lot. I don't know how many of them still work. But <laughs> that's okay. That's because once four of them break, you have to keep buying them. Yeah, that's you're you pretty keep... much just you're in the system. You know, you're you're already tied into Xbox Live. Of course, you're going to buy another Xbox. So. How many Xboxes have y'all gone through? I think I'm on my fourth one. I'm actually on my second one. I'm a second. I want to say yeah, number second. two. Okay. And I I got the original on launch. Mm-hmm. The day I got Guitar Hero two. It, crapped out on me. Wow. <laughs> Rocking too hard. I was, man. It was, it was too much rock. And then we got another one it still works. You know, We don't use it as, as much as we used to. But it still works. Um, so 80 million units. That you know, I think the PS2 did maybe 140. Mm-hmm. But what's, what's brilliant here is that the, the Xbox 360 is still, the cheapest system version is still $200. And that's you know, if, if they could ever get that price point down to 100 bucks. I mean, you could double the you know the install base. Do you think when Xbox One comes out? No, no, it's going to be too. They've no reason to to lower it to to that little. It's I don't think the Xbox 360 will ever go below 150. Nintendo did that with the Wii once the Wii U came out. Yeah, and I mean it kept selling. So speaking of Wii, they're uh, they're ending production of the Wii. Which is I know. Thanks for your homie, little buddy. You were you were cool that for a while, and um, that system sold. more units than anyone could have imagined but it's weird to me because you know the, the Nintendo Entertainment System and the Super Nintendo those were actually manufactured in Japan until recently mm-hmm. a, a few years ago yeah. and and um, and now the Wii's already not being made so I, I think that's kind of weird I don't know I don't know maybe the components was are hard it, to find was it the Nintendo Entertainment System or was it the, 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 the Famicom. Famicom yeah the okay. Famicom and the Super Famicom okay, because, right yeah. Yeah. Okay. obviously in America they, they stopped right, making because a long time ago. The, the way that those games work it was, it was a slightly different Famicoms were more of a disc based system which used like actual floppy disks to have well, the games I, I'm talking about this, the, the traditional Japanese like the regular Famicom okay. that yeah. just uses cartridges okay. so I mean, that was maybe seven years ago they stopped making those okay. so interesting how long do you think like 360 and PS3 will be supported once I mean, the we've next got come out next month? Probably two more years of software development, and the the last year of that's going to just be you know probably sports games. You know, maybe, yeah, just bowling. Bowling. We, we, we always joke, but the horse the, racing. Yeah, the end uh, end generation <laughs> PS1 titles it, when it was the last couple of months of PS1 games. I guess this was 2003. It was mostly just generic sports games, but it was just the name of the sport. So it, so it was very similar to the Atari. You know, when, when the Atari came out, you had football and, and boxing. And on the PS1, we had billiards. We had, yep. I don't know, it was pretty terrible. Nobody, no one ten was buying those games. But I have 10-pin alley bowling. Don't hate. That game's pretty good. But yeah, probably two more years for okay. Xbox 360 and PS3. I know a lot of games are being, still coming out, like Dark Souls 2 is still coming out. On, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's one of, next year. one of our most yeah. anticipated games for 2014 and, it, and that's 
as far as we know, only on right. current generation systems. So, um, speaking of Wii, the Wii U has uh, had a huge sales increase. I think I read that it's a 200% sales increase mm. in, September. in the month of September. So instead of selling three units, they sold nine. <laughs> That's pretty good. Do you think that... Poor Nintendo. We love you, Nintendo. <laughs> Joking aside, do you think that's because of the Wind Waker? HD I have no idea. It's just, I don't know. I can't it's think September. That game sold okay, but right. not, it didn't sell. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because, like, you know, I, I think that Smash Brothers is going to be a huge selling point for the Wii U. Yeah, so a year of next time. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, when, when people think, like, they're like, oh, well, I'm eventually going to get this Wii U anyway. Might as well I'm get go, it now. Might as well get it now. Like, maybe just everyone in the world decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to get this thing eventually when Smash Brothers comes out. Might as well get it now. To be fair, while Smash Brothers or maybe a new Zelda is like the game to sell as we use, it seems like now there's been like a title or two titles that wouldn't sell a console by itself, but now they've all come out, it's like might as well get it. I mean in August we had Pikmin three, September we had Wonderful One O One and Zelda Wind Waker H D. In the past we've had games like Zombie U, New Super Mario Brothers. New Luigi. Yeah, New Luigi. Luigi. Yeah. So it seems like maybe people are like, okay, there's three, four, five titles I actually want to play for this thing. Right. The price just dropped to three hundred bucks for the 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 black model, the the, yeah. the bigger thirty two gig, the thirty two gig. Yeah. Maybe now's the time to jump in. I could I could be part of it. Yeah, and you know, by the time Mario three D World launches, that'll be. Yeah. I mean that that looks like one of the best games coming out this fall. Yeah. And, and we're talking about on on a system that's been out for a year right. and comparing that to. To games that are on, you know, PS4 or Xbox mm-hmm. One, just I'm, I, th- I think I'm more excited about that than almost any of the other games for for the next gen system. And that game so. drops the day the Xbox One comes out, so that'll be yeah, interesting November. Mm-hmm. It will be. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else do I have? Uh, I saw that the Rise developers had tweeted that they had served eleven thousand. <laughs> 11,500 dinners to to the developers of that game during their crunch. And let me tell you, the internet, the internet hated that. Man, everyone on the internet is angry. How long is their crunch, or how many people are on this project? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> There's no answer to that. But so, so people were were all angry about this, and and saying like, well. If you were a good developer, then you wouldn't have a crunch, and that's ridiculous. Right? That's, <laughs> yeah. Every developer has a crunch. I'm not even going to get into Especially that. Especially a game with this this many people working on it from a studio that you know, a studio like Crytek. That's that they make big games. I mean, say what you will about Rise, what you think that game is going to be, but you know, a lot of people work on it. So the fact that and this this little tweet was was a was just supposed to be fun. It right. wasn't right. supposed Everybody to be. Everybody blew up on it. Right. right. Everyone was like, well, yeah, your That's game insane. sucks. You suck. And I, I mean, it. I know Rachel's project at EA is about to go on crunch. She's about to go on yeah. every time you know, for it. So it happens everywhere. You know what? In, if you haven't worked in in there, like with, you know, as, as a QA tester, as, you know, part of a development team talking to devs, like seeing a game being made, I personally just don't think that you have any right to say anything. Because mm-hmm. every game... Even, like, games that are made on apps for your phone. Those are all, like, someone sitting there, like, like you know, going crazy because he can't figure out why it's breaking. It's it's insane. Like, everything, you know, that goes into that, it, it's all hard work. Uh, the, um, the documentary on Netflix, uh, the indie game movie. Mm-hmm. Seen that? Anyone? Yeah. yeah. Really good. Really good. So it's I a just, pretty yeah, good example of crunch time, if you will. And you know, with any big game, I mean, the last that that crunch time—that's where everything comes together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where they, they tighten it up. That's where you can really improve your frame rate. A lot of that that those technical issues right. are, are not fixed until the end of development. Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah, they're going to put in long hours and good on Crytek for feeding their employees. <laughs> and like, and I don't know. It's, you figure the, the internet would be angry because they, they are angry about everything. Right. So that's okay. So, um, you know, Grand Theft Auto Online been having some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Rockstar's decided to give all the players $500,000 of <laughs> online bucks. So oh, that's the space bucks. Buy so many Pokemon. <laughs> <with that. laughs> Working on a transfer method to use that money in other games. But no, when they send that out, it should be in the next week or two. Maybe in now already. You, yeah. you can use that money in online. Right. Buy your little apartment, whatever. That's awesome. So, uh, re- re- in re- related to, to take two in bad news, because uh, we, we saw that 2K Marin today uh, has lost most of their staff, maybe all of their staff. Did they make Bioshock um, 2? They made Bioshock 2. They made XCOM The Bureau Declassified, mm-hmm. which severely underperformed. And uh, that's just the latest casualty. I mean, we could list 10 or 12 developers this year that have had to close their doors, you know, because one game didn't sell. Right. And uh, that, so that's just the latest thing. So hopefully those guys find, uh, you know, find themselves on their feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of talented people They'll working at that. Kickstarter or something. Well, I mean, a lot of those guys are already working for other games. So, I mean, it, this may have been in the books for a while, but it's, it's always sad to see a development studio like that shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was not good. Uh, Xbox One is on tour. That's it. You know, the only way to play PS4 right now is to win from Taco Bell. They'll, right. they'll send you a PS4 and send you a copy of Knack. You just have to go eat so many cheesy gordita crunches, and you may win one. But Xbox is driving all over the, the United States right now, and they'll be on their way uh, to here into South Louisiana in a couple of weeks. Will Major uh, Nelson be there? No. no oh, he's man. busy. Okay. He's, he's somewhere else. They, I believe it's next week. Next weekend, they'll be in New Orleans, and I think Baton Rouge at LSU. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. If, if, they're, if they're there, we'll be there. We'll mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, Adam, you, you and Rachel have already tried a lot of Xbox One stuff at E3 earlier this year. That's correct. So uh, we're, we'll get our hands on it as soon as we can. And talk I'm excited about it. to see if they made any improvements to the controller. They're already bragging about improving so much because I had a problem with the bumpers. They really? felt a little weird. The triggers and the, the rumble and the triggers felt great. The D-pad was improved, but those bumpers are terrible. And I've heard reports from other people who have played it more recently that it's been fixed. So I'm excited to see... A, where these games are four or five months later from E3 and what improvements they made to the controller right before right before launch, a month away. Yeah, we're, we're close. Uh, another piece of Xbox One news, we just found out today that Zoo Tycoon, <laughs> and we're all, we're all looking forward to Zoo Tycoon for Xbox hey, my One. Sister I think we all was grew up really <laughs> upset that Zoo Tycoon was exclusive to Xbox Well, one. she's going to be more, accept, uh, more upset because you can only buy it at Walmart. Uh, wow. so it, it will be Walmart exclusive <laughs> oh. until January 31st. Walmart had to pull so, some strings for that one. If there's, if, there's, if there's one thing we can say about Walmart shoppers is that they love going to the zoo. So this is a strategic... They don't just love going to the zoo. They, love, they love running, running the zoo. <laughs> this is a strategic partnership between Microsoft and Walmart to bring you the most exciting next generation zoo simulating game. <laughs> Um, it's a weird move. You know, we haven't seen a Walmart exclusive game since the Chibi Robo game on the DS. <laughs> that was only at Walmart. I don't know why. And, and it's weird to have any game only be, be available at one retailer. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to download a digital of copy. Oh, I mean, so you can just download it. If you don't have time to go to Walmart, you <laughs> can, it takes a long time to get through there. You know, Here's the truth, Stephen. You have to download it from Walmart's website. No! <laughs> That's terrible. So yeah, Zoo Tycoon... Only at Walmart, you know. Go figure. There'll probably be a huge ad campaign for yeah. that. 
I don't know. It's I just, can only imagine. It seems to be a trend I'm not liking in gaming. It was pre-order bonuses were one thing. Now it's, it's the whole damn game. Because Nintendo <laughs> seems to have some weird relationship with GameStop. Like Wind Waker, the the HD yeah, the the collector's statue. edition. Yeah, that was only a GameStop. And then the NFC for, figures for Pokemon Rumble only a GameStop. Right. Nintendo uh, Disney Infinity Woody's only available for right now at Walmart, and Jack Skellington's only a GameStop. So it's just. Well, that not makes sense. fun. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Both of these kind of make sense to me. Not, not, yeah. not fun having to go somewhere to get something I want. It should be huh, just let me go anywhere I want. Right. And, you know, I want to go to Gameware. Game I do want to go there. That's that's where I like to go. It's a cool place. One last thing. Unfortunately, uh, one of the big key launch titles for the next generation systems, which is also coming. to current generation systems Watch Dogs has been mm. delayed mm. until 2014 so it's just spring, it's not ready huh? spring spring we, we don't know yeah early I yeah, guess honestly I'm a, I don't think it's coming out in spring either that's I think Sega you're gonna said. <laughs> for about what they were like it's gonna be out in early 2013 guys early 2013 yeah, it's October did. 17th we're still waiting on that. Just saying. But your watchdogs delayed. Also, the crew, which I don't think anybody cared about the crew. <laughs> the crew was coming out early next didn't year. Didn't even know it was a game until they. I know it was delayed. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know that was a game. So that's coming out later. Um, you know, Ubisoft also they announced that Rayman Legends and Splinter Cell Blacklist underperformed, and that, that wasn't a surprise. We everybody knew those games weren't going to sell what they wanted them to sell so. I think well Splinter Cell I mean that series is just kind of hanging on by a thread at least in my opinion yeah but Rayman I mean, Rayman's I know, incredible I know I've heard good things and now it's on more platforms for people to play but yeah. I think a lot of people are just bitter that the Wii, well, people who have a Wii you had to wait six extra months just to play the game that was done that because, game came out the week Grand Theft Auto 4 came out yeah. like the week before right five yeah. yeah so well no wonder Rayman's not gonna sell when yeah. you've got what, 10, 12 million people that are about to spend $60 on a Grand Theft Auto game. Right. And so Rayman's not going to sell. I'll be, I'm, I'm really surprised at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think it would have sold better in March. Even if oh, it was March would have been. Like, yeah, even that, if it was on That Wii. is a March game. That is not a going into holiday game. Like, no offense to people who like Rayman, because it is a very We, we all love, love, Rayman. Oh, yeah. love Rayman. You know. It's just that type of game is, is not there to compete with the big boys. Well, so Ubisoft stock. You know, lost twenty percent of its value. So hey, it's time to buy some Ubisoft <laughs> stock because it's lower than it should be. Um, I mean, they'll be fine as a company. But mm-hmm. I was reading that potentially they they set Watchdogs back not because they weren't like you know they they say it's because they want to give you the best game experience. But I was reading it's also because Assassin's Creed Four is coming out and they didn't want you to have to pick between two of their big titles. That makes sense. Basically, yeah. uh, so they're basically cutting into their own profits when. Uh, when Assassin's Creed 4 and Watch Dogs essentially very similar style games coming out um, so I mean that could be another reason a, t- a tactic on their yeah. part um, and just, also I think and I might be wrong I think they're a little afraid of Grand Theft Auto oh, that's sure. going to keep selling throughout mm-hmm. Christmas oh, sure. that, yeah. that world is great and they've already made one ad campaign it's like two months is enough time for Los Santos come over to Chicago come November yeah, you, whatever. Ubisoft that's... basically mentioned Grand Theft Auto in their ad and now that that's delayed I, I think while I didn't understand why they were putting their two big games their, mm-hmm. their bread and butter with Assassin's Creed and their new franchise within two weeks well Ubisoft's not afraid to ship four games on the same day but right. The difference is, it'll be Rocksmith. It'll be just dance. You know, just dance. Yeah. It'll be an Assassin's Creed. Um, it won't be two open world games right. like like Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed coming out in the same same time period. A game it, that people have been 
very much looking forward to. And they, you know, say what you will about the Assassin's Creed series, but people want to play this game. People love this franchise, and people are going to buy yeah. this game. And they also, people are going to buy Watch Dogs. And I guess Ubisoft's like, well, they we want them to have both. And we don't want them to have to pick, and that will hurt us in the long run. So we might as well push this one back. Plus, surprisingly, as, as much as people didn't like Assassin's Creed 3, I've seen a lot of hype for Assassin's Creed 4. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess everybody likes Pirates, if it looks pretty because it's on next gen. I mean, I don't know, but there's a surprisingly a lot of hype for Assassin's Creed 4. So maybe Ubisoft wasn't expecting that either. Yeah. That's, that's possible. The last it, thing. Well, oh. is it just safer to release Assassin's Creed oh, for definitely. the holidays yeah, instead definitely. of your newer? Of yeah, course, established one hundred percent. Past three years has come out the last. And that's also, yeah. I guess, it, it, they could, they can't push that one back because that one's been a solid release date for so long, yeah, consistent. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's an easier one for them to put out right now. Whereas Watch Dogs is so much easier. It's a new IP for them to push it back. They hang on, guys. It's coming. We're, we're gonna fine tune it, and really, <laughs> it's pretty much done right now. We can. Yeah. All, that's fine. It's their own business. Yeah. The last thing I have uh, is that we talked about it a little bit last week when we were talking about the Diablo 3 expansion, uh, the potentiality of that coming to PS4, mm-hmm. and uh, they've announced today that it is coming to PS4. Plus, they heard my question last yeah, week. Yeah, they, uh, so <laughs> they listened. Blizzard listens to our <laughs> podcast. and So that is coming. I'm sure it's coming to Xbox One. I don't think they've talked about it. Um, I don't know if that's going to be bundled with the game when it launches on PS4 or if it'll be a, a download. We'll find out soon, I'm sure. Um, I, I would be surprised if it wasn't just in sixty bucks. You get the you get the base game, you get the expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that'll be or at least a game of the year edition. Oh yeah, everybody loves game of the well, year edition. Yeah, you have to wait for their next expansion pack. It's also coming out. That's it. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, that I mean, it's almost been confirmed. Honestly. Yeah. Well, that's that's well, pretty much it. Okay. okay. News. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. I, I guess we'll come jump to new releases. What's coming out next week? And it is a lot. Just go down the list. Okay, first of all, do y'all like superheroes? No. I love superheroes. Then you're going to love next week's launch lineup. Because we have Lego Marvel superheroes coming How many to... superheroes are in there? Over 150, I've heard. Excellent. And it's going to be interesting because Who's... since the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so divided between what Marvel owns, what Sony owns, what Fox owns, you don't yeah. get to see the X-Men hanging out with the Avengers. But in this game, you do. And... Favorite Marvel hero, everyone? Howard the Duck. Oh, that's all I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's in these in and the And Squirrel Girl are in this game. So. Uh, Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man. Is Spider-Man. Man. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. he's pretty awesome. Gotta say. I know what Renee's going to say. She, Iron Man. She likes Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man's a great character. Iron Man. He's a raging alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He's an everyday man. He is. <laughs> he, a little bit of a yep. uh, inside. I like Thor. Thor. Well, the, the good news is all these characters that we like are in this game, including Stan Lee. Stan you could be, yeah, Stan you can be Stan Lee. You be Stan Lee in the Amazing well, Spider-Man. Everyone loves Stan. Lee. I mean, he cameos everything you know that he's in. So. It's it's pretty impressive at this point. Like he just shoehorns himself into things. Yeah. he's just looking for a paycheck. That's all he wants. And then um, a proper, or I guess more proper, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is coming out next we'll week. See. Not that yeah, exactly. Well, we'll okay. see. Let, me, yeah. let me put it this way: the art style is based off the Nickelodeon show, which I hear isn't here as bad. Not that strange, like hyper realism. Like, yeah, that Alien. was creepy. We talked about that last week. Creepy. Favorite Ninja Turtle. We talked about it last week. Oh, Raphael. Yes. Oh, no. Perfect. Okay. We're going to do this every week. We're going to yeah. ask yes. someone. Until, everyone, until other people respond. Everyone email us your favorite Ninja Turtle. <laughs> no, no, no. Game we're Express. We'll read it on the air. We're going to rank them. 
That's a top four. Or only four, but you know, top right top now. to bottom. <laughs> Here, here's what I'm not sure of. Is Naruto a superhero? Is he considered no. a hero? Okay, well, either way, a new Naruto game is coming out next week. Well, it's not really new. So it is It is a repackaged version of the mm-hmm. game that came out earlier this year with extra content. Okay. Oh, wow. That's so, probably what I'll be playing. That's what Renee will be playing. Yeah. Oh, well. It's full name, which is my favorite. It's Naruto, Shippuden, Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 Full Burst. That's right. Wow. So... Are they going to be? Uh, maybe you might know this, Renee. Is it going to be like a full price game? It's just thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. MSRP at Gameware. <laughs> um, and then those are all on Tuesday, but Friday, jumping ahead a little bit, is Batman Arkham Origins nice. for the home console and Batman Arkham Origins Blackgate for your handheld. Mm-hmm. Different different studio. Rock, uh, Rocksteady is not making it. It's WB Montreal. But I love Batman more than sure. almost anything, so I'm, I'll be I'll be playing that. Now, who's doing the voice of the Joker? It is Troy Baker. Troy Baker, right. And I've heard... (laughs) I love Troy Baker. I've saved it. I haven't listened to it, but he does the monologue from Killing Joke, and I was saying he killed it. I listened to that last night. It's good. Very good. I love Troy Baker. Yeah, Troy Baker's pretty pretty awesome. pretty much amazing. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard taking... Mark Hamill's reigns for the Joker, yeah. but I've heard good things. Well, so. you know, and Troy Baker said that he kind of wanted to. He's he's not copying Mark Hamill, but he he he's got the voice from from basically from Mark Hamill's voice. Respecting his style, yeah, absolutely. That's right. wonderful. Mm-hmm. So so I'm I'm excited about that one more so the handheld version because when I played at E3 on the Vita, that was pretty cool. You know, like a little Metroid style. It's a two and a half D Metroidvania kind of game. That could be awesome. Going left and right, but also going the background be... foreground. The best Batman, the best two D Batman game since Batman and Robin on Super Nintendo. Let's not talk great. about that. Yeah, no, it's got load no, times. Batman and Robin is one of the best. Oh well, no, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking. Was it Batman Forever? No. Which one no, was terrible? No. That's Batman, the one I'm talking Batman about. Batman Forever is bad. Batman has, and Robin is actually. I like that. Good. Well, on Genesis, I like. It. Yes. Yeah. Um, Super they're, Nintendo. They're also the first Batman game that they produced on the NES was pretty good. Or no. It was hard. No, yeah. it wasn't the first one. It was the one that was based off of the movie. Yeah, I guess. That, yeah. that one, that yeah. one, that one, also that one was better. Okay. Good soundtrack. It's a lot of superhero games. It is. So if you like superheroes, next week's your week. Are there no DC games coming out Batman. this week? Batman. Oh, that's, yeah, okay. Duh. That's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's represented. And then other things, we get the director's cut of Deus Ex Human Revolution. Oh, which, by the way, $50 on the Wii U. And but, 30 and for the third, other okay, Well, guess what's not going to sell? <laughs> the Wii U version is not going to sell a single copy. Because everyone raised, raised Kane about it not coming back to 360 and PS3 because it was originally going to be on Wii U. Because I was excited because I never played Deus Ex. It's a great but, game, yeah. but I'm not going to play it again. With like right. I'm not going to spend 50 ex- bucks for it. Extra level or whatever it is. Plus, it's been free on PlayStation. Yeah, PS, we do so. own it on PS Plus. We all yeah, have that's that. that's true. We should play it. Um, Rocksmith 2014. Oh, God. That's got Alice in Chains. Yep. So that's, that's coming out if you like to learn how to play the real guitar. Not I just want to play five button guitar. I want to play Rock Band more. Yeah, I want to play Fate Guitar. Yeah. Uh, Steven, the game that he's been playing is finally coming out full release Path of Exile on PC. Awesome. We talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, it was really good. It's like a Diablo clone. Yeah, we'll talk about that more Diablo later. Successor. Yeah. yeah. And finally, something we've all been excited about, despite its controversy, Phoenix Wright. Ace Attorney Dual Destinies is coming out next Thursday exclusively to the 3DS eShop. Gotta yeah. download that mm-hmm. for 30 bucks. Yeah. Rated yeah. M for murder. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our new releases. That's what you can look forward to next week. It's gonna start ramping up. Soon yep. we're hitting we're hitting holidays. crunch time. We're hitting holidays. We're hitting new releases. We are four weeks away from new consoles. I guess we have to buy those. Probably. Probably. And tell people what we think of them. If that. we have to. <laughs> Add me on PS... Well, you know, on PlayStation 4, you follow 
Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It could have a thousand people following. Ooh. So that's an army. That is a lot of people. You can also do on Xbox One. Yeah, you can do on yeah. Xbox One. Yeah. Everybody's getting that Twitter Twitter inspiration. Mm-hmm. So. It's better you than a hundred. Yeah. If you both follow each other, you become friends. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, so that's crazy. Stalk enough people, they might stalk mm. you back. That's how that's how you make real friends. Yeah. That's how a real friendship works. And to close out the show, we finally have a name for it. We're going to enter the special stage and uh, bring it home. I will start. Um, not related to video games, but this Saturday, downtown Baton Rouge, Rachel and myself will be a part of the big Halloween parade going on. Um, I'll be dressed up like a giant gingerbread man, and Rachel will be a <laughs> witch. So come out, catch some beads and some candy, and if I see you, make a Game War Express sign. I'll find the best bead I have and give you two. Yeah. Rachel? Um... I guess I'll just close out by saying, just real quick, I'm totally still playing Zombies Ain't My Neighbors, by the way. I'm on level 20. It is, th- this game is so hard, and I've never beaten it before, but like, it's it's one of those things, it, it's like how I felt during you know my time playing Catherine, where I was like so frustrated, but I'm going to beat this game, but I also kind of want to slam my head on the table, because <laughs> this game is really, really hard, but I'm totally, I'm, I'm going to update everyone. My zombies ain't my neighbors. Oh, Scourging. I know you're all very life, life tweet on, on the that. edge of your seats, wondering how I'm doing. So it's the tremors level is really hard. Nice, Renee. Um, I guess I will close out by saying, well, plugging. I guess um, V's video game lounge, where you can hear my voice probably squeaking or screaming uh, <laughs> as we play through Four Swords, and I will also have Rachel for that. So Rachel's Hi. just Miss Popular this whole oh. weekend. This <laughs> <laughs> gotta have Rachel. Um, but yes, so we'll be playing Four Swords some more. Um, so be on the lookout for those videos because we have a lot of fun and. I've been told people really like to watch us play these games, so um, y'all should watch. We also have playthroughs of a lot of other games, too, so check them out. Yeah, Steve? Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about the Beyond demo, and I'm totally going to pick that up tomorrow and play it as much as I can this weekend. Really excited to check it out I might try to do that too we can have some yeah, back and forth I want to talk about it next week yeah. so uh, and if you haven't gotten it yet and you like weird stupid <laughs> weird games with emotions then you should play it if you liked Heavy Rain and you and you checked out Quantum Dream Quantic Dream stuff in the past then try it out that's good um I guess I just want to express my disappointment that I did not get an invite to the uh, Dark Souls 2 beta. Uh-huh. Uh, even though I did try before they decided to just like send them out, I was trying to actually get the key, and then I probably would have got Anyway, I'm frustrated, and if uh, like uh, Bandai Namco is listening, send me one. <laughs> this is John Michael. My gamer tag is Count Rockular, whatever you call it on PlayStation. So please send me one, because I really want to play that. I've been following that. I uh, hope we get to talk about that pretty soon, too. So. Definitely. I'm... Soon, I said it this summer, but we were you know busy and stuff. I want to play through Demon Souls and Dark Souls, and I'm gonna need y'all's help with that. So, yep. yeah, when that comes around, it's punishing. You know I'll use my spare controller, so when it goes flying across the room, <laughs> it'll be okay. Ornstein and Smog, I'm telling you now, you don't know what that means, but soon <laughs> it will be the bane of your existence. So, awesome. Well, don't forget to shoot us some emails. Unfortunately, we don't have any this week, but we'll take anything. Comments, feedbacks. Favorite Ninja Turtle. Favorite Ninja Turtle. You can or tell us favorite. how much you hate us. Yeah. yeah. And we'll read it. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or any questions you want to have us read on the air, just shoot us an email at GamewareExpress at gmail.com. Or if you want advice, like just life advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's GamewareExpress at gmail.com. 
And uh, we'll leave out on where you can find us on Not This Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Adam Arinder, or you can find me at attackofthefanboy.com. I write words there. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm at UseTheTriforce. Uh, you can also find me, like Renee was saying, on uh, V's video game uh, speedrun and four swords playthrough channel. I <laughs> these video game lounge video game represent that's it my words it's V for Extreme 12 on YouTube so go find it watch Renee and I and our two friends play video games yeah Steven you can find me at Cortana Mall (laughs) where all the best sales are Um, you can also go in on Um, and you can find me on Twitter where I don't tweet, and that's at Steve Gameware, <laughs> at Steve Gameware on Twitter. John Michael, where can we find you? Oh, I don't, like online? Sure, um, you could, I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I probably won't add you. But I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> There's um, a Gameware page. There's a Gameware page. Right? I think is. we're on there, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll make a Twitter eventually, and uh, I'll either... Join I'll, 2008s. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll either... Go through Adam to publicize that, or I'll post it here next week, whatever. Okay. So Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining me again tonight. Hopefully, we'll keep going. Maybe you'll see us back for episode three. But um, thank everybody uh, for listening. I hope you enjoyed Pokemon. And uh, y'all have a great day. We'll see y'all next week. I want to be the best there ever was To beat all the rest Yeah, that's my Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Atata, Fero, Pidgey, Z-King, Jolteon, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponytown, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree, Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all, Pokemon, I'll search across the land, look far and wide, release from my hand, the power that's inside, Venomoth, Polywag, Nidorino, Golduck, Hypersword, Mimer, Victory Bell, Boltrace, Nidor King, Firefish, Abra, Jigglypuff, Kingler, Rhyhorn, Clefable, Wigglytuff, Catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all,
now it gets tricky, so listen real good. Sand Slash, Head One Lee, Side Duck, Arcanine, Eve, the Executor, Kaboom, Top Septo, Satini, Bow Life, Mr. Mind, Cubo, Graveler, Voltorb, Goon. We're almost home! Gotta catch them all, gotta catch them all! Two tentacruel arrow. 